Your opinions, your voice. Welcome to the verdict only on IPL Radio. Another day, another show. Uh, these headphones are really quiet. That's fine. Um, welcome back to the verdict. I thought I put, some, I put some energy into this. <laughs> Ooh. Is that good? Is that good? Um. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matthew McConaughey. Um, how have you been, Michael? How I how? have been good. It has been a very busy but relaxing week. Yeah, yeah, that's that is true. That is true. Um, yeah, work's been very, very busy. Oh, I've thank very I didn't busy. even ask how your work was. Thanks I, for letting me know straight away. <laughs> I thought I'd get it out of the way. I knew it was okay. coming. I knew right. it was coming. No, I, how was your work, Alex? Oh, it's so busy. <laughs> very, very busy. Uh, no, it has been very busy um, just because everyone is sick. Yeah, I know. There's been like a bug or a flu or something yeah. that everyone's gotten sick. And it means that it sucks because um, I was meant to be doing some training today and for the rest of the week to you know expand knowledge and do stuff. And we can't do it because everyone's sick, so there's not enough people to cover the training that we need done. So, uh, yeah, that kind of sucks. Um, but in other good news, GTM was on the weekend. So I went down to uh, Bunbury, went to GTM, uh, stayed at my mum's house. It was a good vibe. It was Did a good you vibe. see all the teen-related bands? Uh, I we missed all the teen related bands. We missed uh, Teen Jesus and then uh, the no, teen, teen yeah Teen Jesus and the Gene Teasers, Teenage Dads and Teenage Jones. Uh, we heard Teenage Dads on the way in, uh, but we we're a bit late for them. Oh. Um, fun story: my friend kind of got kicked out. Uh, he, How? So he needed to pee. Right, the toilets at these venues are it's 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 long long. It's like lines. a watershed truck. No, it's just a bunch of like a like a. Uh, Portaloos, right? Oh, yeah. But the lines are so long, which is why you never pee at a festival. You train yourself. I can go two days without peeing if I need to. Like a camel. Mm-hmm. That's what they call me. They call me. Hey, look, it's him, the camel. Um, that that's my nickname on the streets. That's it my is. that's my gangster name. Um, no, so he really needed to pee, and then apparently he ran out the venue to go pee because on like a giant park essentially. He went to go use the toilets outside the venue but once you leave you can't go back in and this was at 3 p.m the event finishes at 10 and he was not allowed back in uh you know you know the red frogs no uh the red frogs are like um they're i think they're a volunteer group and they go to the festivals and they're there to kind of like keep morale and you know make sure people are being safe and stuff like that so they'll they have like tents set up and they're like if you know if you don't want to be in the mosh or you don't want to be yeah, you just want to like break. Like a quiet zone, and they give you headphones. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like there was a specific sensory zone set up, which was good. Uh, yeah, but the Red Fox are like their own organization where they go to these festivals and they do that kind of stuff. They go to like levers down down south, oh, and they I do see. they do it there to make sure everyone's like safe it's and so stuff. So nice like that. are those frogs. Yeah, like um, you can't understand what they're saying. There's a lot of. <laughs> and I mean, anyway. that's one way McGowan puts them to community service instead of mass extinction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the cane toads finally useful for something. Um, <laughs> they just red, so now they just identify as frogs. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Um, no, so uh, yeah, he was outside. We a bit re- rehabilitation toads. Yep, got there in the end. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, it's to- it's toads that have been in prison and now they're back on the streets. That's right. I uh, know. So he was outside. They had a red frog's tent outside. So he just started chatting to some of them and they snuck him back into the venue. <laughs> That's nice of them. Yeah. So uh, it-, it was funny. Like we were at the 18 plus tent. How like, do they manage to s- sneak him back? Charisma. They hit the security guards with their riz. You know, one guy's not going to say no to three people. 
especially three frogs you know you'd yeah. be too shocked just seeing three frogs yeah just. especially yeah when frogs start talking to you or two like, frogs with one human that is true which is even weirder it means that they've co-conspired you know <laughs> yeah. uh yeah no but it was, it was a good event um i was absolutely knackered at the end of it um got to see a lot of live performances which were really good uh we got to see confidence man uh which they're like a was he pretty shy I mean, he could be projecting <laughs> false confidence. Confidence Man is the name of the band, not the name. Are of they the all singer. males? No, the lead singer is a female. Okay. I think it means like instead of it being like <laughs> why? I think instead of it being like Confidence Man, like Confidence Man, like a man confidence. It's more Confidence Man. Oh, like, I like, like, a like deco- the expression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, they they did a performance, and like a lot of their stuff is like electronic, so the vocals don't really come in too much. So they kind of made up for it by doing like a whole lot of dancing on stage. At one point, the lead singer, her name's Janet something, she had light up uh, cones on her breasts, and the guy had like light up shoulder pads. It was kind of a vibe, and they got undressed a lot. It was good. A vibe. Okay, I don't know what vibe, but sexy vibe. That's what I was there for. So Hilltop Hoods, they were really good with the crowd. They would have been great. I would have loved to see them. Yeah, they 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 have good energy in the crowd and um, good songs to back it up. Exactly, exactly. They like play that, Cosby Sweater. Yeah, and they said "F you, Bill Cosby" before they played it. <laughs> they're like, they got the audience in. It's like "F you, Bill Cosby," and they're like "F you, Bill Cosby," <laughs> and they're like, "Here's Cosby Sweater." <laughs> Excellent. Uh, it was great. It was great. Uh, um, yeah, no, it was a very good time. Very good time. Enjoyed myself. Um, How's the food down there? Uh, well, it had a lot, lot of different food trucks. They had Chicken Treat and Red Rooster there. Chicken Treat had like a self-serve thing. As a food truck? Like yeah. Chicken Treat food, food truck? Yeah. Wow. So what they do is they're just constantly making four items. Chips, chips and nuggets, burgers, and chicken rolls. Has there ever been a McDonald's food truck? No, I've not seen that there. They, they, they're too big for this. Because, you know, Red Rooster and Chicken Treat are Australian-owned. I know, so like they're constantly making this food. You just grab what you want, get to the front, and pay for it. Cool. Uh, Red Rooster had the biggest line because it's it's way better. Um, fries yeah, are better. Uh, yeah, fries, and I like the 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 actual chicken itself is good. Okay, uh, but yeah, they had like a lot of like regular food trucks. We've got some really like fresh donuts they're just constantly making. Um, there was uh, I was got like a meat box from this place, which was really nice. Uh, expensive, but nice. They have those uh, those potatoes on a stick type of thing. Yes, like. they did. Uh, I always potatoes. wanted to buy them, but they just look so extremely unhealthy. They are, but Michael, they taste so good. <laughs> I would, I would split it, or like have a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Sharing it between two people is good. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that that was really interesting is uh, in the eighteen plus tent because they obviously like serving cans and serving plas- uh, paper cups. Mm. They had a thing where if you brought your cans of paper cups to the recycling station, you got tokens for a dollar off drinks. So my friend Robert. Madman will run into. The, he'll go to the 18th plus like area. He would scour the land. He's just picking up cups, picking up cans, going over there, getting ten dollar off tickets, buying two it. drinks. And he bought. I'm gonna say he bought about six drinks for around a quarter of the price that he should have. That's excellent incentive for, um, especially for large scale festivals. Exactly. I mean, it didn't stop people littering. It didn't stop people putting stuff on the ground and not putting them in bins but it I, I imagine it definitely had an impact it would have been much worse yeah 100% 100% um, so yeah did you get up so much this weekend well before before we talk about my weekend we have a question of the week yeah well I was going to do that to, to, to transition <laughs> us into the topic of the of really session. okay yeah. 
Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, anyway, my weekend was great. Went for a wedding, went for the reception after. Oh, nice. It was nice. So, at the moment, there's three Indian, my, my friends, like, Indian weddings in a row. Oh, God, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's three giant parties. Yep. Yeah. So, like, weekend after weekend after weekend? Yep. Jeez. You're going to be knackered by the end of it. Probably, yeah. Yeah. It, it was a good one, though. Like, the one which we went to. Have you ever been to a bad Indian wedding? No, I don't think so. Because mm. uh, always grinning, which means that he has. <laughs> no, no, because no, always the food makes up for it. If it's bad, you just have good food. That is true. That so is food true. always, if they didn't have any food then, or Indian food at all, it would have been a bad wedding. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, well, look, like, like you so desperately wanted to, let, let's jump on to the question of the week. So this question was, what is the best MCU trilogy? We had four options available. We had the Iron Man trilogy, the Thor trilogy, and the Captain America tri- trilogy, and then lastly, the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy. Um, the votes were pretty unanimous. Uh, over 50% voted for Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, and no one voted for Thor, <laughs> which understandable, I think, understandable. Um, but yeah, so what? So out of those four picks, what are you choosing? I chose Guardians of the Galaxy. Arguably... Like, I really like my Captain America 3, mm-hmm. but I wasn't the biggest fan of the Winter Soldier. Which is wild. Yeah. Wild. But Guardians 1, 2 were really good, especially second, the second one's ending scene with Yondu's uh, funeral. That yeah. was pretty good. And uh, yeah, I, I thought it was uh, like the Ego stuff and Star-Lord. Which and, is weird, because I think 2's the worst. No, it. I don't know. Like, at the moment, I think 3 is the worst for me. Michael, no! It was just... It was a good movie. But, like, it was just bloated. Three is literally the best movie. Um, well, it's in my top five Marvel movies. That's good to hear. It is a fantastic... Okay, well, let's jump into our, our like... Let, let's have a discussion about this. Well, what about your choice? You, you chose Guardians as oh, well. Oh, 100%. 100%. I think Guardians has its consistency, and it's different enough from everything else that it stands out. You know, like, even, even though I say Volume 2 was the worst... It's still better than a lot of Marvel. So at the moment, the directors who helmed three of the series was be Peyton Reed, who did three of the Ant-Man movies. I didn't have Ant-Man on there. Oh, no, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just general. saying, just in general, as okay. a summary recap. So John Favreau, let's, let's start from the beginning. So John Favreau. No, Shane Black did the last one. Did he? Yep. You're right. And it wasn't three direct ones for Thor? No, and the Russo brothers did the three. They didn't do the first one. Well, who, who, okay. They did the second That's two. right, they did the second They bought them on to do the second one, you're right? Yeah. Um. So just James Gunn. Uh, uh, the Reed. Spider-Man one. Favreau, yeah. No, Spider-Man. Favreau? No, he didn't direct Spider-Man. Did oh, no. Um, Matt, Matt, Mark, Walt, Mark, yeah. I was going to say the, the the guy Webb, but he did the... No, it's... Uh, I don't... Yeah, okay, okay. You know what I mean. Yes, I do, I do. So he did that. Peyton Reed did Ant-Man. Um, yep. Ryan Coogler might do the three, but he hasn't done it yet. That is true. That is true. Uh, James Gunn. I'm sure there's other ones. I don't think there is. There are no other trilogies. Would you consider the, you know, the... You wouldn't consider the Avengers series of movies a trilogy? Even if I would, they're it's different not. directors. I mean, yeah. technically it was. It was meant to be part one, part two. Then they just renamed it. Because Infinity War and Endgame exist as a movie, I reckon. Yeah. They're yeah. just one movie. Just like like... Deadly Hallows Part 1 Yeah Dune 1 exactly. Dune 2 
yeah. three. Is it Dune or June? What are you doing in my swamp? What are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> Do you say Dune or June? I say Dune. Dune? Dune. What you Dune. doing? What you doing? You just sound Scottish, yeah. Yeah. What you doing? What you doing? I like me doing. Um, okay, fantastic. Ben Dune Bakery. Ben Dune. <laughs> God, I <laughs> oh, you can tell it's been a long day. Um, okay, well, let's let's jump onto Guardians. Mm. So, let's let's discuss kind of like non-spoilery first, just like general vibes, general thoughts. Uh, hit us with some positives that you enjoyed. Rocket stuff was really good. Yep. Um, someone said cinematography was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the characters are always good as usual. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else is there? There was, there was a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah, the the whole rocket part, you know, that delves into his friends. Mm-hmm. You can say they the friends are good, but it's just the overall rocket part. Like, um, I thought the the villain was good. Yes. Uh, I, you say some of your positives. Some of them might come <laughs> to me. Okay, positives. Um, I think all the characters were fantastic, and I think it was a really good ending to this trilogy I think they wrapped up the characters really nicely mm. they gave them all purpose and a unique send off I think I think that was really good um, yeah I think this I think this is the best villain that we've had like genuinely really um, yeah we've had bad guys Thanos. yes what yes uh, I don't know about that chief but like no, as, as a is, villain no 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 Thanos villain is, villain like just a bad guy, no redeemable things. Well, yeah, we've had antagonists. We've had kind of corrupt people. This guy is a villain. I would say so as well. I think yeah, I think he's the best villain. I thought this movie as well had a lot of good quotable lines. Yes, one of my favorite ones was the Drax one. No, no, this was, this came from the High Evolutionary. Oh, I am God or something. Kinda. It's where it's where she's uh, one of his assistants says for God's sake it's like there is no God that's why I stepped in and I love that line I turned to my friend and we just like looked at him and we went that line goes hard like we, we it was so good that line was good for me but I think that the standard line for me was when um, Nebula was uh, Drax you can talk to the kids and he's like oh you didn't ask yeah you just like you just assumed that he couldn't do it but he could yeah, yeah. Which is really I, I, I think I think the the writing in this movie was fantastic. It's just James Gunn. Like I think it's a similar thing with Taika Waititi because this this final movie of the trilogy, he had the the sole writing credit. Yeah. Um. Same with Taika and Love and Thunder. And the other the ones before it, they was they shared the writing credit yeah. with other people. That's fair. But I, look, I think it was fantastic. Um. The other things that I liked, I liked it was unique. You know, and it wasn't like connected to the rest. Of the n- nothing to do with Kang, was it? Yeah, it had nothing to do with the rest of the MCU, which which I think is a nice little break. Uh, the other thing that I liked is that the the plot of this movie isn't to save the galaxy; it's just to save their friend, and that makes me feel things. Because technically, when you think about it, they didn't save anybody, apart. Mm. <laughs> uh, which we'll get to spoilers in a bit. Um, I'm trying to think what else I really enjoyed about it. I think I think I did like how they wrapped up. Peter and Gamora. I think that was a very respectful, not Ending. cliche as well. I think they did respect to both the characters instead of saying they're destined for this. And kept the sense of consequence from the previous. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Okay, what, what what things do you think they could have done better? What what were you not really pulled in by? One thing as all well, main thing for me would be the music. The music wasn't utilized as well. Like uh, you know how in the first movie the music was like diegetic, and like it really had a. It sense. wasn't this one as well. It was, but I felt like the the first movie had like the best overall like type of integration of music within the movie. Could it? Could that also be a nostalgia factor? Because not really. I no, mean, when I first watched it as well, I was like, because I didn't feel much. Well, this music was good, but like especially at the beginning of the movie when they played the creep song, it went yeah. for ages. Yeah. And um, especially with the end song. Yeah. That went for ages as well. But I think that was kind of important because it's like to stay away from spoilers. I think that is showing how Rocket is as a character. Because you know we so we like Rocket didn't care about music at all. He's no, not, I know that as a character, then, but I'm just saying as the use of music within the movie. I, I thought it was great. To be yeah, honest. I, mean, I, I think I think I think uh, because obviously we're going through the decades, so we've made it to the 2000s. Um, uh, so you know we're showing this evolution of them through this time. But I mean, you compared this to like the scene of like the use of father and son at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy two. That was like a really strong musical choice, and you understood the significance of that for the scene. In some of the scenes, like maybe I, I don't listen to these songs as much, but I th- I, yeah, I I do. Think- I didn't see the relevance of the song with the scene. It was just like like kind of like maybe the the original Suicide Squad, where they just put the song just cause. I mean, do you not think that Creep has the lyrics of Creep? Don't I mean? Yeah, sure, he's a weirdo and he's a shunned. He's an outsider and stuff. Yeah, I understand that, but like, so what's the issue with that? Then it just went too long. The song, the the song was just. It felt like it looped like twice. I, I don't think it did. I think it would have used to get in thirty seconds of a song. Because usually he starts off the movie with like a really upbeat song, like Mister Blue Sky, "Come and Get Your Love," and then you go creep. <laughs> yeah, because that's setting the tone. This but one one good song going. Are we going to spoilers now? Let's jump into spoilers. Yeah. One song which I really liked. Yeah. In the movie was the whole hallway scene with the Beastie oh, Boys song. Um, that was that was really yes. well integrated. I really like that. Yes, um, I did. I did as well. That was a. I think that was the only to song honest, choice I really. I think liked. that's one of the best action scenes in the MCU. I agree with that. I agree. With it was that. a constant camera with like hidden cuts, obviously, uh, dynamic fight scenes. It was very good. It's like a blockbuster version of a Netflix uh, hallway hallway scene. scene. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure if this was just me. Because uh, we were sitting at an angle on the cinema, but some of the action was really hard to track at some points. Yeah, I agree with that. So uh, just a little bit of it, not just like like that scene that was okay, but earlier on, especially and also like anything that took place in space with ships, I found it very hard to keep track of where things were mm. and who was doing what. Um, but yeah, so like now we're into spoilers. I think "Dog's Days Are Over" was a really good song. I wish that when they were dancing. Groot's dancing wasn't in time and that really threw me off. He wasn't dancing to Dog Days. I think he was dancing to something else. Rocket was, but you know, I, I think I think the song that, that they used and the way that they performed that song, um, I don't think it matched. And I think there was like other songs that would have been a lot better. Uh, I was speaking to Brent, Brendan and he said something. Like, so I saw it with Brendan and Haley, and he said something. I forgot what song he said would have been perfect. He said it and I'm like, you're right, that would have been fantastic, but I forgot what song it was, and that's really frustrating me. I'll message him now, and hopefully he gets back to me by, by the time uh, we, we, before we move on. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, the things that I really did like, if, you know, spoilers, I know you said you didn't, but I really like Adam Warlock's character. 
the reason why I liked him was because um, I, I liked I liked Will Poulter playing him. I think he really played this kind of naive, I don't know my own strength kind of guy. He's like very new to the world. He's kind of learning everything. Like there's that one thing, it keeps coming up on TikTok because it's like a funny meme. When Gamora goes to kill his pet, it's just like, don't move or this little thing gets it. Goes, now don't be rash. <laughs> I just found I thought, that no, I thought, I thought, so funny. I, I thought he was funny, but like, he was just there just to, you know, spoilers, to just be part of the Guardians of the Galaxy in the end. I don't think so, because he was set up in um, Volume 2. I don't know. Like, I thought he was good, but, like, just the scenes he was in... The, the scenes were funny, but, like, I just, like, what's the point of it? You know, it was just, like, just because he did the, the credit scene at the end of the other movie. Well, no, I think, I think it's... Um, I think it's one to give a backstory to the Sovereign, because mm. they were... Genetically engineered, we don't know why. Um, it was also to give. How do I say this? I think I think it, it was to kind of give the guardians this um, project after, like it was to sort of give them something to focus on, um, and there's also to like you know show the influence the high evolutionary has because high evolutionary made Adam, um, you know, and so we're, we're seeing like all these fingers and all these pies that he's got and stuff like that no I understand it but like I would have personally preferred I mean I accept it as it is like you know they they put him in the movie but if the high evolutionary was the only villain that would have been good but I don't think it was a villain I think it was just also there mm. which which is uh you know he didn't seem villainous it didn't seem like he was doing it because he no he was like a he was like Vision just like one day old yeah exactly exactly well I was born yesterday that's a good line. One thing which I also didn't like, I know the sense of cohesion and team, but I didn't like the uniforms. I loved it. I thought it it just looked a bit stiff on Star Lord. Like I don't know, it just looked a bit awkward. It, it's leather, yeah. Yeah, but I mean that that's the comic ones. Oh, is it the comic ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That because in in the comics they have uniform, um, which they haven't had up until this point. Yeah. Um, I felt they could have done the uniforms a little bit better. No, I, I mean I, I kind of liked it. It I, just I, looked like the Captain Marvel esque type thing. Mm. And there's a lot of like a lot of uniforms. There's a lot of blue and red, and in in a lot of uniforms, like in. in I mean, the, but they're they're two primary colors, which is why. That's true, but like, like look I felt they could have got more creative with it. Look at all the flags on Earth, you know, mm. so much blue and red, blue, red, and white. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like the uniforms, but uh, and and also like when Star Lord just freaking got that guy with the head and just like slammed him on the ground, just full on murdered him. Mm-hmm. And just grabbed the thing out of his head. It was very, very like villainous. I don't think it was villain. Uh, this, well, this was the most adult MCU I movie. I thought it was pretty dark, like that whole thing. Yeah, but that's because he. Okay, we saw how he reacted to Thanos when he, when he thought that Thanos. Well, when he knew that Thanos killed Gamora. We. This is him trying to get back his best friend. Like it's understandable. He's lost so much and whenever something is close to being lost again it's it's all out there was something with James Gunn said he wouldn't have made Star-Lord do that like with the whole Thanos thing he wouldn't have written Star-Lord like that fair enough so now I don't know I mean I mean, I've seen him come out saying that they they gave him his mask back when they destroyed it in the previous movie Mm. like in Infinity War and then obviously he doesn't have it in this one so like I don't know why they did that um I didn't like the, 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 the Among Us costumes as well. It wasn't Among Us. It was Among Us. It wasn't. That's not what it was a reference to. What was it a reference It was a reference to, to uh, a movie, where, uh, an older movie, space movie. It's not 2001. Spaceballs? 
I don't know. It's um, Space Odyssey. It's I, I, I don't I've forgotten. Um, but it's referenced to, to a movie from earlier where they had cold spacesuits. It's got okay. nothing to do with Among Us. <laughs> just look to the modern day audience. It could look like that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, but that was such a small part of the movie. Yeah, and uh, the whole. Uh, Thing about Star Lord trying to do things nice and Gamora is just aggressive. Yeah, it went on too long. I mean, I don't think. Um, I think it's just the characters existing. Yeah. Um, but no, like, okay, I gave this movie a nine point and that nine point something out of ten. Wow, that's really high. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Um, so things that really stood out for me, I think, uh, was this characterization of everybody. I think um, their relationships were believable. I felt the pain that they felt. This movie made me feel too many things. Um, the whole, like, the backstory for Rocket was fantastic. Um, with, like, you know, seeing how smart Rocket is from a young age, seeing his relationship with Lila, Teefs, and Floor, then seeing that just crumble. Uh, and I think the High Evolutionary is probably one of the best written characters um, that we've had in Marvel for a while, if not completely. Like, Thanos is fine. Still, it made no sense. Thanos doesn't make any sense. Like, he's a he's a dummy. He's a big old dummy. He's dummy thick. Um, sorry, what did I say? Anyway. Um, what do you huh? mean? Ronan the Accuser was way better than him. <laughs> um, but no, like, the High Evolutionary, he's, been, he's consistent. He's perfect for, for what, what they've done. And his face is hideous. Like, the little skin Oh, flips. when you open it? Yeah, I was, like, surprised they put that in, like, yeah, that's it. just what I'm saying. I think this is the most adult movie. There's so Cause, much because that's what Rocket scratched him. Yeah, that's... there was so much swearing. Oh well, yeah, but then Star Lord said the f word. No, no, no. Yeah, but what I'm saying, they said that they were dropping other bombs everywhere. Like they were swearing a lot in this movie. Uh, you had that scene, which I thought was horrifying. The 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 animal abuse. The yeah, the animal abuse. The creatures that they made were terrifying to look at. As a kid, I would have been yeah, nightmares. yeah, the yeah. Pig. That, Right, yeah, the pig, the little uh, raven, like the things at the end that the Cosmo killed. Um, oh, yeah, even that little, that lamb which Mantis got scared of. That was pretty creepy. <laughs> lamb shank, yeah. Yeah. Like horrifying, which which I really liked. I, I kind of liked, you know, it's a step in a different direction, which I think Marvel could lean into. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of Marvel is dark. If I think they could lean into it more, which would be like hopefully what happens in Deadpool what happens in Blade and stuff like that. I hope that's Secret Invasion will be dark. I hope so. I, 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 I mean, it has a dark protagonist. <sighs> anyway, um, also, there was a lot of uh, biblical references in this movie. Okay. So, um, working kind of backwards here, um, you've got the scene where Peter Quill's in space and he almost dies. When Adam goes to touch him, they do the Michelangelo painting. Uh, do they? The whole pinky. The, the, well, the, they the, do. Like literally, the hands go like this because um, in the comics, Adam Warlock is you no. Know, in in comic um, fandom, Adam Warlock's often referred to as Space Jesus because he kind of fills that role. He's kind of like this. Uh, he's he's prophesized to take down Thanos, like the Silver Surfer. Not necessarily. Uh, but like he's kind of like prophesized to do this. He's the one that it kind of centers around and stuff like that. So he he gets referred to as Space Jesus. So like they they kind of like went in on this. Also, you had like kind of like the Noah's Ark um, 
With the animals and yeah, bring lit- all the animals. literally, literally Noah's Ark, and then also, obviously you've got this guy who is God for a, for what what is it ninety one different civilizations right now, um, and he's filling that role. He believes he's God. Um, there were other things that that kind of like snippet, like kind of like um, peppered through, which I'm like I kind of like how they kind of like using this as a bit of a motif. I, I quite liked it because it, it was subtle. And but it, it was there. I like how they said um, how uh, look even in a perfect society people are just beating each other up. And yeah, doing yeah. all these things. She's like, oh, don't worry, I'll just blow it all up. <laughs> Literally, it's like they're doing meth. Okay, kablooey. I I didn't realize in the trailer. Like I like how they just baited us by saying Star Lord is going back to Earth, but that was actually Counter Earth. I mean, you look at the trailer. You look at all the moose guy in the office suit or something. Oh no, I didn't believe that at all because you oh. see the. Uh, Skyline. Suburbia. Oh, I didn't. I didn't notice. So I just briefly no. looked. No, because Counter Earth is a like if you if you know the comics, if you know Racket Racket, if you know Rocket's backstory in the comics, you know about Counter Earth. You know about what, what it is, especially with the High Evolutionary. Yeah, I thought I saw like with the Rocket. I thought all his lines were good. Like when yeah. in the backstory, like yeah. uh, I went to, to fly in the sky with my friends and stuff yeah. like that. It was just the so awesome. Beautiful. What is it? Uh, the the. Beautiful endless sky, whatever they, whatever he says. It was just very like having hope in t- such horrible circumstances. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that's kind of like ruined me, right, is uh, on TikTok. A lot of people are making like these edits of, you know, audio from this movie. This is, I keep seeing more of this movie on TikTok than I than I remember from when I watched it, and they're making edits from this movie. You know, showing all these points where Rocket was referred to as a raccoon or like as an animal and his reaction to it. And then they keep intersplicing it with him being tested on and him being torn apart. And it's gut wrenching. It's absolutely awful. Send me, me one of them. I want to have a look. Yeah. I'll see if I can find them. It's like, it's, it's so sad. Yeah. But it's perfect. I thought his line at the end, like, you know, I am rocket, rocket raccoon. I thought yeah. that was done very well. I do too. It reminded me like, that was how the eat my hammer line should have been done. Like if it was no. taken seriously. I mean, if they did it seriously, they wouldn't have said eat my hammer. Yeah, but like I'm rocket, rocket raccoon. Yeah, but also this is like, three three movies. Like of I am, I am the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> no, but this is three years of build up, and it had the emotional turning point behind there. Because um, like you know, after, yeah, he's been kind of like running from this identity that he was pulled from. And then he kind of like accepts it at the end. I thought that was mucho very good. Mucho grosso. I, I, I also, I love how... Yeah, what did, why did the random raccoon came in and scratch that lady in the face? Like, you know, when the, all the animals are coming back? Oh, because raccoons are terrifying. Just the, the lady's just trying to save him, and then she just scratched him on the face. Yep, that's what animals do, Michael. <sighs> that animal's been locked in a cage for... So it just birth. runs all the way there and just attacks the first person after it jumps. Yeah. Classic. Classic Nice raccoons. parallel to the high evolutionary, even though she didn't do anything. Yeah. Well, it's also like, that's an animal. You know, it's not going, hmm, oh, I'm going to act in this way. It's like, ah, I'm terrified. What did they do with all the animals at the end? They just lived there. Literally, the raccoons were just roaming the streets. The penguin was just in the marketplace. All, a lot of them are going to die. That's just, that's just fact. 
All of them are going to die. Um, I like how Nowhere has just a giant Oh, gun. I hated that. I hated how they bought the whole planet of Nowhere there. It didn't make any sense. What do you mean? Why would sense? they bring the whole planet there with all the civilians on it? Because they needed to get them out. To get them out? Of the ship? But they could have got like a like a big spaceship or something. They didn't even yeah, bring they did. like the Nowhere. whole planet. Nowhere is the big spaceship. <sighs> well, no, because uh, Nowhere has the gun. The gun? In the eye. So that... They had a plan to blow open um, one of the walls so mm. that way they could get everybody out because they could blow open a hole big enough to transport everyone off. No, no, no. F- fair so enough. So they needed but... a ship, one big enough to transport everyone who was captive on there and big enough to punch a hole in this giant thing. Excuse me, civilians. Can we get your consent of bringing your homeworld to, to put... It just... Yeah, I don't know. Just a lot of casualties happened. Yeah, but I mean, what else would they have done? It would have been a deus ex marketer if they'd done anything else. Mm. Like, oh, this ship we haven't told you about, which is super powerful, also appears. It's like, no, this place that we've established... Yeah, I, I just felt they just put civilians in danger just unnecessarily. I mean, not necessarily, because no one was in danger. You could have made a whole movie about how the civilians for and against moving the ship to save them. I mean, the thing is, right, the, the people weren't in danger until the High Evolution re- released those weird... Um, bird cyborgs mm. which you know literally the, the ship was going to go there to fire a hole grab everyone and then leave so what if they said what if we bring the whole of Rockingham to to blow up some place in Mars would we have a democratic vote uh I don't know we would would we yeah I don't live in Rockingham so I don't care I mean like during, during during 6 to 9pm during the <laughs> verdict yeah I don't think we would in a time of crisis, I'm sure we would. No, no. In a time of crisis, no. Yes, let's just detach your what your land and they attack to, foreign forces. They didn't have to attach anything. They just brought the entire land with them. But I'm saying if Rockingham was nowhere. Okay, Michael. What other choice? What else would they have done? They could have got another ship, like due to the plot. Okay, so you want them just to pull out a ship out of nowhere? Yes. Uh, and what yes, ship? a ship out of nowhere. Exactly. <sighs> They'll get a ship. What ship would have been? Powerful? Who knows? How, exactly. did ne- how did Nebula have flying stuff and all that for the movie? Because she had the backpacks. Yeah. But she never used it since. Yeah, because it got left on nowhere. Yeah. So, just because that was a directorial choice. Yeah, no, Michael. You're- okay, I just felt I didn't like that. That's it. I didn't yeah, like it. I didn't, I don't only- know, you don't have to justify it. I just don't it's like it, Alex. It's the thing that would have made sense. You, you don't have to justify it. I just didn't like it. They could have done something else. Yeah, like what? Who knows? I'm not James Gunn. Exactly. I, I trust him. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Okay, whatever. You saw, okay, you saw how big the, the, the high evolutionary ship was. Yes. What else have we been... Who knows? I don't know. James Gunn knows. No, no, no. James the reason Gunn- why he's done that is because nowhere has been established in um, three different... Was it in volume two? It wasn't. Uh, in three different movies, mm. nowhere has been established as this place, this existing thing. You, you know what would happen if um, if they didn't use nowhere? People would be like, why didn't they use nowhere? Oh. Why didn't they use the thing? Like, it'd be like, oh, well, hey, we need, to, we need to get all these people off this ship. But there's a lot of civilians in nowhere. Oh, that's right. Let's just, make, let's just find another ship. But the civilians weren't going to be in danger from their knowledge. 
We then that's eat. just misinformation. And no, it's uh, not because what what would have harmed the civilians? I don't care, Alex. I just I just no, no, no Michael, Michael. What it, would have it's harmed? It's just Michael, they could have done Michael, something Michael, else. Michael, what would have harmed the civilians? Who knows? No, no. What would have harmed the civilians? Debris. The no, it's it's encased. The face stops things coming in. That's why they had to use the eyeball. I don't know. They could have thought of something, but that was just a bad thing. No, no, because your 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 arguments like oh they they, the, they harmed civilians. But I they, don't care. I just I just thought it was bad. Okay, <laughs> can I go? Why can't I think it's bad? Because the reason you're giving doesn't make sense. It does make sense. No, just why would you endanger whole? They didn't. Society? That's the thing. But people died. Civilians died, right? Yes, but not because of what they knew was going to happen. So how did civilians die? Because the high revolutionary had um, an entire army of people that they didn't know about, and. When they go up to nowhere, the army, the high evolutionary army, can go into nowhere. Yes, uh, and attack the people. But the guardians didn't know that the army was there. Well, then they're stupid. No, they're not. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Everyone has a secret army, and they're all going to take out. Yeah, they should have thought about that. They should have thought about that. Secret wars. It's not. Anyways, what other? uh, We'll skip this discussion. Ah. I didn't like it. You liked it. Whatever. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Suicide Squad was a better movie. No, it wasn't. The Suicide Squad Incorrect. was a better movie. Incorrect. This was the best movie. But why are Guardians, Papa? <laughs> Guardians are the, the lowest of the creatures, my love. <laughs> why are raccoons, Papa? Why are raccoons, Papa? Yeah. Raccoons nah. are the lowliest creatures. I don't know. I, if, yeah. I, I thought this movie was... It could not... like You could take this movie out of the MCU and it'll still be fantastic. I think so, too. Yeah. If you take the Guardians away from Marvel... They would stand alone as their own thing. I don't think you could do that with a lot of properties that ex- currently exist in Marvel. I think a lot of them need Marvel as a a title and a f- and a uh, support to give them Werewolf success. Werewolf by Night, Moon Knight. Yeah, but they're not movies. Isn't Werewolf by Night a special presentation? Short film. No. I mean, I wouldn't say that. That. Yeah, but they. What I'm saying is it, it's, it's, I'm talking about like the MCU films that we've seen. Mm-hmm. From those, I think Guardians is probably the only thing that can really sit. Oh, what about Avengers? Yeah, they need Marvel to do it. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure there's another one. Like, uh, yeah, Guardians would be the, the definite example, though. Like, you could take that out of the MCU and. Like, it, some of the TV shows you could, like Moon Knight and stuff. Mm. I liked uh, Groot a lot in this. I didn't like his creepy spider form. Oh, when he sits his head? Yeah. That was very creepy. I loved it. Remind me of like the, the Sid from my uh, uh, yeah, Toy the, Story? Yeah, the, the baby's head on the thing. Yeah, yeah, I know that. No, because like, I, I, liked, I liked Groot in this because Groot seemed to be... Like, you know, in the first movie, Groot was this like bumbling idiot who was very slow and very... Whoa, this is another Groot guy. though, right? Yeah, this isn't the first Groot. But this Groot, he's just like, all right, I've got guns on guns on guns. I'm, I can fly, kind of? And they didn't see that when he went in there, they didn't track that. They didn't register that he had guns on him. Yeah, because he had them beneath his cell, which I, I like that. I like that. Like he, like he They used him a lot more dynamically in this, I think. Um, yeah, and the fact that he just grew wings and just was able to glide. Yeah. I, that was fantastic. That was like some Pokemon Scarlet and Violet type thing. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was, I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. And the whole I love you guys thing, I hated it at first, but then I saw, like, apparently the theory was that we can understand Groot now. Well, it wasn't even a theory. That's just what it is. Mm. 
Because especially when you, I think apparently the the evidence was the right just right before that the new Gamora could understand what he was saying. Yeah, correct. But also, like nobody reacted to him saying that. Like nobody was like, "Just speaking common." It was just, yeah, like yeah. I I I like that a lot. I did a lot. Um, Thanks, Vin Diesel. (laughs) I I like the we got like like King Groot in the end credits where it's just his giant. Oh, that one. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, What do you think of the new team? It's interesting. Um, I it's it's good seeing Rocket in a leadership position. I think Rocket was always better than Quill because you know, like each of them have their own things, right? <laughs> like they even mentioned it in the first movie, where it's like she's got a sword and I've got a gun. And Rocket's like I've got the gun. It's like all right, well I can fly. Mm, I can fly. Like Rocket can do everything that Quill can ten times better. <laughs> um, um, you're him, but better. <laughs> literally, literally. Um, so Rocket leading the team makes sense, um, and I like that a lot. But Rocket was rash, and he needed to to be humble. Well, yeah, I, I think I think him being a part of the Ga- Guardians kind of like showed him a path, mellowed him out, and mm-hmm. uh, you know he dealt with loss. And then when they come back, he's getting a new appreciation for them. Exactly, exactly. Because he lost everybody apart from Nebula. Groot died, and then they became very close now. Yeah, because apparently um, the arm that Nebula has was made by Rocket. That's what I've seen, yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that arm. It's pretty cool. Uh, It made Nebula a bit more... You're just acting like Rocket now. (laughs) Yeah, I like that arm. (laughs) No, um, it made Nebula, like, very... um, Integrated. Yeah, and dynamic. Before, she was just, I can punch and do stuff. Angry girl. And now she's like, I'm angry, but I've got a laser's arm. I, I still thought Nebula was peak in um, Endgame, like especially the beginning scene where she's just playing uh, that that game with Tony Stark. Mm. Well, I just like Tony because I think she's kind of like like all, all to those like all up to those points. Like Nebula was angry and still working through the stuff, and then we see her very happy in this, and we see like in the holiday special she was like having a good time. And I like that. Mm. I like seeing characters who have been through so much crap enjoy themselves. Yeah, it like they're all dancing, even Rocket dancing. Even Drax. Drax doesn't dance. Yeah, People who are stupid dance. Like, it was so good. And like the the whole journey about he lost his family, but now he's the father to everyone was very biblical. Oh, oh, like a priest type of thing. Beautiful. Oh, you're not meant to be a destroyer. You're meant to be a dad. Oh, my heart. And that's the other thing that I like about it. It wasn't cliche endings. You know, they could have very well paired them all off. Mantis and Drax, Gamora and, and uh, Quill. They did for a bit. Yeah, but they didn't. Like, that's not the ending. It's oh, not you like, mean like a pair them off, like relationship-wise? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. But, like, they didn't do that as a cliche ending. They went, okay, Drax is now is gonna, is finding fulfillment as a father figure to a lot of these kids that don't have a father. And this entire time, it's been about him avenging his kid. Uh I don't know how I feel about Mantis is one. Like, I like the idea of what happened, but it didn't feel like good enough closure for her. Yeah, it's interesting how Drax never spoke to Thanos. No, he did. When? Um, he only in- kicked him. Infinity War. When did he directly say a line to Thanos? I think he screamed. <laughs> Thanos! And then he got put to sleep. And then he, we got turned into coils, yeah. So he never really had a talk with him properly. Um, on Titan, he just kicked him. Like, do it, Quill. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm, maybe. Yeah, no. Like Mantis's exit, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I think it would have been good if we had a bit more of 
an extension with her, if that makes sense. So that we could see, a bit like how we saw Quill afterwards, we could see Mantis afterwards and see what she's up to. Because mm. she just went, bye, Drax. So you guys are taking these giant battery-eating monsters? Yeah, took the Abolis and went, see ya. Um, I, I like how she was able to control the Abolis. I thought that was pretty cool. It would have been cool to see them, like, destroying everything. It's fascinating that she was only introduced in number two, but then with these other side movies expanded her, and then yeah. you go into number three, she's like a different character. Yeah, she's had, like, her own, like, arc, which is great. Like I said, Nebula sort of, you know, she was ripped away from her home, so she's now using nowhere as an opportunity to give a home to everybody else and give them a life that they can appreciate. Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful ending. Gamora and... It's just part of the Ravages. Yeah. I mean, no, because no, Gamora... Yeah, Gamora and Quill, the fact that it's like, oh no, we're fine with not having to find each other. And Gamora found a family with the Ravages, which, you know, it's same as her finding one with the Guardians, but she's just found it with the Ravages instead. She's got that same fulfillment. Um... It was very good. I'm just... What did you think about the whole going into the movie saying, you know, expecting someone will die and the whole Peter Cool extended scene where you thought he was going to die? Um, I... At some points I th- I felt, oh, is this when it happens? But I wasn't of the idea that someone's going to... Everyone kept saying, someone's going to die, someone's going to die. Because Drax gonna die. almost died like twice. He got blown through, like, he had that whole black spot on his chest. He got blasted by Adam Warlock I think another time as well And then he was just Completely fine after that That's because he's very durable That's true But like You know I think I think it's it's to show uh, When when you're doing like writing And when you want to like Show how tough something is You take down the toughest thing And Drax is by far But the, he looks uh, like he almost died Like twice Yeah he probably did But he's got I think he's got like A, a partial healing factor think, Yeah that's true But like it, it felt like there was one point at one point in the script he was meant to die in one of those places I don't think so because I think it would have been very stupid for him to die in one of those places I mean I wouldn't be surprised because he was saying that was his last MCU film and all that I think it's everyone's last MCU film but he specifically said you know with James Gunn he supported him a lot and no he says um, if they ask him back for the right reasons he's not going to do it for a paycheck he's not going to do like an infinity war Mm. kind of thing but he like he said I'm like I think he was on like a talk show he said I'm not going to come back for like a paycheck like I'm not going to do it just for a paycheck that's a good character arc exactly yeah which is fair Um, but you know I I think it would have been stupid for him to die. I think it was just to show how strong those blasters were. I think were. from a company perspective, it's also a little bit more profitable getting the whole gang back together in like five or six years. Mm. That will get butts and seats. Yeah. Like Guardians. And then one of them dies, like the whole hand Solo thing after ages. Mm. I reckon if they do another Guardians movie, it can't be called Volume 4. It have to have a subtitle. Guardians of Legacy. Guardians Galaxy Legacy or something. Well, that's a bit cliche, but yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, that way, End game. <laughs> that way, that way, like volume one, two, and three can be its own thing. Guardians Galaxy, the final volume. That's mm, still kind of crazy. Is that a fourth? It's still kind of. This was no, the, the final f- countdown. That's literally. That one. Um, no, but like I, I think, um, I think. Um, like I, I think these movies should be their own thing, and we shouldn't be trying to um, link them. Yeah, and d- like re- like replace them. I they never know. just igno- they never acknowledge Thor at all. Yeah, why would they? I don't know. Well, well, well why would he? 
Oh, I know a guy. <laughs> yeah, and it just thought just comes out of nowhere. I mean, that was yeah. Uh, it would be horrible if they both told. For the wrong reason. Did this not feel like the same? Like the post credit scene does not feel like the, the Thor Love and Thunder ending. The post credit scene of this one. Yeah. What was it? The one where they uh, like they're just there and all these things are running towards them and it's like. Yeah. Yeah, and because Thor Love and Thunder was like him and the girl. Yeah, and then all the Thor. things running and they they go out and take him out. Yeah, it's like the the adventure continues. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I I yeah I I find it hard to fault this movie in terms of like like plot or character i think it was solid okay that's good to hear yeah yeah it was the longest guardians movie i and it needed it it needed it yeah to fit rocket's backstory to fit the actual plot um yeah it needed it i think okay. it was so gruesome i loved it i loved it yeah it was very 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 dark all right out of 10 I don't know. Like I, I rate these on a metric, but I'd give it about seven point five. Whoa! I give it nine point eight. Nine point eight. Yeah. What's the point, too? I think there. Well, sometimes jokes didn't land. Um, I wasn't a fan of the fact that, like, one of the, like the on like the three lines of the three jokes was this mantis almost breaking her neck. Like it's funny in the moment. Oh yeah, it feels yeah, like yeah. a really weird thing to actually do. Like when they they fall into the hole, man, just like what? <laughs> and this like scorpions itself. And, and also, like, didn't you hate that James Gunn's wife got shot in the leg? Yeah, that was tra- tragic. That was horrible. Oh, they no. shouldn't make fun of his wife like that. No, my wife. Um, no, I, I, I. But why does James Gunn cast his wife and his brother in all his movies, Alex? Oh, I don't know. Why anyway. does he cast Michael Rooker in a random cameo in this movie too? It wasn't random. But why, why, why are they always in all of his movies? I don't know. Why is Killian Murphy in all of Christopher Nolan's movies? Why is, yeah, why is Killian Murphy my, Michael Caine? <laughs> Mar- uh, 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 what's the face? Mar- uh, not Margot. Um, the, the Talia Ghul. Oh, yeah. The French woman who broke up Brad Pitt and Angela, Angelina yeah. Jolie. Yeah. Uh, or, or why is Raimi always with Bruce Campbell? And why is all of Christopher Nolan's film the characters missing his wife? Yeah. And why do they always wear suits? Why do they always talk so quiet? That do you think you can hear? You know, just to say last week, his theory how Christopher Nolan is going deaf. Yeah. That that was actually quite an interesting theory. That's interesting. Christopher, what? What? (laughs) Are you going to watch Oppenheimer? Probably not. Are you going to watch Barbie? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Barbie. Let's go party. Um, It looks so good. It looks so good. Because it's kind of like a bit of a I really like Greta Gerwig, though. As a as a director, what else has she done? A Little Woman and Lady Bird. I haven't seen either of those. A Little Woman's good. Yeah. Um, when we come back from our break, I want to discuss with you a potential um, sequel to a movie that I really enjoy, and I've messaged this sequel proposal to the people who are in it on Instagram. Just hoping, just hoping. Um, <laughs> Stay kinda, tuned. It's kind of kind of cringy, um, but look, we'll we'll play some music. We'll come back in just a moment. We'll be back in a bit. I said that already. IPL Radio is a community access radio station and has been inspiring passionate lives since July 2020. Broadcasting across Australia, New Zealand, America, Canada and the UK. We're very proud of our family of presenters who come from all walks of life, young, 
and young at heart with health or mental health issues or disabilities. But we need your help. For just $25 a fortnight, you can help to keep our lights on so we can continue to provide a platform for people to share their story. IPL Radio is a registered not-for-profit with DTR status. That means any donations to IPL Radio over $2 are tax-deductible dollar for dollar. Become part of the IPL Radio family. Donate now by visiting www.iplradio.org.au and clicking on the Donate Now button or email us at info at iplradio.org.au. You got any CDs? Yeah, in there. One Direction, Jonas Brothers. Oh, Mrs. must have left them. Michael Bublé's greatest hits. Yeah, that's some... Um, uh... I saw him in 2018. So did I. Did you love it? Mate, don't get me started on how much I loved it. Celebrate the things that bring you joy. Learn ways to look after you at thinkmentalhealthwa.com.au. The best music from the 60s to today. IPL Radio. Welcome back to IPL Radio. Welcome back to IPL Radio. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was fun. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that that that's me pretending to be a DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Just coming. Coming to you, the best music from the 60s to today. IPL Radio. That felt like a real radio station. It actually did. <laughs> you like, like Welcome to Power 95. <laughs> <laughs> Home of the real homegrown Australian music. Real trap stuff. <laughs> real trap stuff. <laughs> Damn, son, where, where do you, you find that? that? <laughs> <laughs> that? It sounded a bit like that, I think. That was the guy from Superbad. I mean, that's not actually him saying that. It wasn't him saying it? No, no, no. It was him... Doing a voice. Pretending to do it. Oh. But it's like as a joke. I thought it was him who actually did it. Oh. Do you think that like, the guy that talks like this and how to train your dragon could be like, damn, son, where'd you find that? What? What? McLovin from Superbad. Is he from How to Train Your Dragon? Oops, sorry. I just made you do that. I was just... Something's going was on he here. from How to Train Your Dragon? Yeah, he, plays, he plays Fish Legs. Does he actually? Yeah, the one on the, on the, the big round boy. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah. You don't believe it? No, I, 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 no, I said I, I, I haven't watched those movies in ages. The so, have you seen number the two one? was really good. Yeah, I saw the third one on the plane. I think it wasn't as good as number two. Number two was fantastic. Yeah, number two was fantastic. Do you want to hear a pitch? Damn son, where'd you find that? Okay, okay, now. Damn son, where'd you find that? <laughs> See, that that's a pitch. Was that the Mort? <laughs> <laughs> Maurice, they have cut off my legs. I cannot move it. Move it. Anyway, um, that was King Julian. Not I, I'm, I'm aware. I'm just sick of doing more. I want to diversify my portfolio, Michael. <laughs> okay, let me let, let me, me expand my resume. Exactly, my resume just says Mort. Resume me, may Mort. <laughs> oh, Mort. Damn son, where'd you find that? Damn son, where'd you find that? <laughs> that worked. That oh, worked. King Julian, where'd you find? Anyway, um, so. I was thinking, I was, um, I had taken some medication that was not prescribed to me. Okay. I was in a good 
brain space. I was thinking. I was. This isn't like drugs. I'm not doing drugs. Just I. Don't, I want to. Cl- I realize how that okay, sounds. Okay. I, I was. I took medication that wasn't prescribed to me, and I felt real good. No, no, no. It was. Um. Should I say this on air? Yeah, it's fine. It's not legal. Um. It was. <laughs> yeah. So what I did was I coming to you from Rockingham, IPL Radio. So and then um I put them up my butt. No. Um. No. So um. Well, Xanax. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So um, I took some some uh, medication uh, to, because I had a very long drive and I was playing D and D that day, and it was a six hour session. So I just needed to be like focused and stuff. Um, but boy, I got I got thinking. So you got thinking about boys. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> I mean, okay. So what I did is I um, created a pitch for a sequel to the hit movie. Pop star, never stop, never stopping. Andy Samberg. Yes. So, the sequel that I had in mind, I'll read out to you what I wrote, and I sent this to the people I wanted involved. The Was Lonely Islands. Sorry? Was it seen? Uh, no. <laughs> the Lonely Islands Instagram does not accept messages from people that they aren't following. And I'll tell you who else I sent it to in a moment. Um, I should probably send it to, to other people. Like, it was a Paramount movie. I should probably send it to like Paramount. Okay. Synopsis. All right. Like, this is how much I wrote. Just so you, just so you're pretty well thought out. Yeah. These trucks are amazing. Uh, synopsis. The style boys are back and are topping the charts. Well, tours and a new album uh, release has skyrocketed the boys into mega stardom once again. Connor, wanting to immortalize the moment, hires a new documentary crew so they can uh, record the peak of their careers. On the flip side, an old rock band, in brackets, Tenacious D. So played by Tenacious D, representing like old rock, um, have found themselves front and center on social media when the usage of one of their songs on the hottest TV show around has catapulted these has-been rock stars forefront once again. So similarly to what happened with Metallica in... um, Stranger Things. Exactly. So a similar thing happening here. Um, With the power of social media, the band uses this momentum to release a new album which sees surefire success and a renaissance of rock or renaissance of rock, depending which way you said. This band and the Style Boys, I haven't named the band, so they're called this band or the band or the other band. This band and the Style Boys find themselves pitted against each other in the charts. A documentary group then reaches out to the band to film a serious documentary about the death of rock and the second coming these um, these guys seem to be bringing around. So two different documentary crews, one that Connor has hired himself and one that these other guys have hired. So I went on to, to my station called Goals and Flaws, right? So the style boys are trying to maximize on the international market, likability and relatability in their, um, and that's the angle. Uh, constant product pro- uh, promotions and partnerships in foreign countries are boosting their ratings. The commercial aspect of the careers, however, is taking a toll. They are losing their love for music and the fame feels empty and ill-gotten. So that's, that's kind of like their trajectory, where they're going in this thing. The other band, Tenacious D, are trying to find their footing in a modern world. The music is fantastic, but they are struggling to adapt and market the change um, to adapt in the market change in the music scene. The overly produced pop scene has resulted in remixes of their original music becoming popular, something they despise. They become public with their stance on producers and electronic music, something that divides the audience as they call out famous artists like the Style Boys. So that's kind of like what's the, the, the dynamic between the two. One is very old, classical, like not acoustic, but like, you know, we actually play our instruments kind of thing. Um, and like, yeah. And then 
I'm, I created an antagonist. So the antagonist is a third party, the media manager to the Style Boys. Their agenda involves manipulating the rivalry between the Style Boys and the other band. They own a brand and is actually setting up a concert that just so happens to be sponsored by them. Um, so that would be like the end set piece. Um, they also hire the film crew to do the documentary on the other band as a way of antagonizing them and making them perform. Uh, their goal is to have two of the largest headliners perform against one another at a global concert hosted and branded and sponsored by the company. So it's like a whole, like they're getting puppeteered, right? All right. Alex, I, I wrote this in 15 minutes. Um, so then I had cast options and ideas, right? All previous cast members are canon. So with the other band, I wanted it to be Tenacious D. So that's Carl uh, uh, Gage and Jack Black. And then I wanted like a drummer. So I wanted to get like Dave Grohl. Oh, not um, uh, the guy from Blink-182, Travis Barker. No, but he he's... But the thing is, he's done... Um, Travis Barker exists in... Current popscape. Yeah, well, he exists in, in the, the pop star movie because on one of the songs, it's... Lincoln Park I feel, oh is it 182 or Lincoln Park that you said I think, I think it was Lincoln Park okay Lincoln Park appear on one of the uh, songs wait is it I need to, I just look at those I, I'm getting Blink 182 and Lincoln Park mixed up um, the song is called Things in My Jeep Things in My Jeep uh, Lincoln Park yeah um so yeah, he already he already appears on there. So I wanted Dave Grohl because Dave has worked with like the Snatchers D before. He was in the Pick of Destiny. He's the Devil in Tribute. He does the vocals for that. Was and, Dave Grohl the Devil in Tribute? Yeah, and cool. in in the actual Pick of Destiny movie, he's the Devil. He's the one who's in Beelzebos, um, which is a really good song. Listen to it. Um, but like, obviously, he started out as a drummer, so I thought it'd be cool if he was a drummer again. Um, so for options for like the director of the Style Boys documentary. Uh, Ike Barinholtz, I'm not sure if you know who he is. He, I'll, I'll pull up his picture. You'll recognize him immediately. That guy. You, you, you don't know this guy? No. Uh, what has he been in? He's been, he does like a lot of like uh, comedy stuff. Oh, what a, it's perfect. Sorry? No, it's not pitch perfect. <laughs> no. Uh, what has he been in that I... He's been in like everything, like literally everything. I don't usually watch a lot of comedy stuff, though. He was in the he was in the first Suicide Squad. He was in. I haven't watched the first one. Boo, boo. Um. Anyway, I thought I thought he'd be pretty good. Um. Kevin Smith, because he's an actual director. I thought that would be just play himself. Mm-hmm. Um. Danny McBride. Uh. Do you know who that is? I heard the name. You, you, hopefully, you recognize him when I pull him up. That guy. Uh, again, with the faces, I know the name. Oh, you poop. Or Aubrey Plaza. I thought she'd be fun. That would be an interesting choice. Like, as a director of, like, a documentary. Like, she's just kind of, like, unhinged kind of thing. And then Edgar for the, Wright. That'd be cool. Like, he looks like a director. Um, and then for the other band, I want it to be, like, a serious... Watiti? Sorry? Watiti? That would be a good choice, actually. Let me write that I'm down. I'm surprised you didn't think of him. I would I like I said I did this in fifteen minutes. Okay. Um. Cool, fantastic. Um. So for the other band director, he's like a serious filmmaker. He wears like the cap. He has a chair. He has a megaphone and stuff like that. So I was thinking either Bill Hader, James Cameron, <laughs> the CG. Yeah. No, Christoph Waltz, as 
the director. Okay. I think because he's like got that kind of like he can be really funny. So you need a theatrical actor as a director. I was thinking that would be good, like someone like classically trained. Um, even said Joe Latruglio, uh, uh, Truglio, who's uh, Boyle in um, in Brooklyn Nine Nine, because it'd be just fun to see him on screen again. And then, so I was trying to, I was really trying to find like someone who looked hardcore, but is also funny, because I think Bill Hader could do that. Ice very Cube. Well. <laughs> and he's like, he's yeah. No, I think Ice Cube appears in Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping as Ice Cube. Okay. Um, and then the antagonist. Just floating. <laughs> oh, I watched Anaconda the movie, and this is when I was young with my first ever girlfriend. We we're watching it on a couch. I was there with her sister and her sister's boyfriend, and Ice Cube fell in the water, and I just turned. I was thirteen when I said no. I was 14 when I said this and I said, guys, it's okay. Ice cubes float. And I got punched and beaten oh, and kicked off the couch. Sh- you don't deserve that. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go back in time and tell them. I, I want to watch 21 Jump Street soon. It's so good. I haven't watched it. No, you haven't? It's probably one of the best. Is it my top 10 films? Because I was watching it because then Kanye West said, Jonah Hill <laughs> made me not anti-Semitic. It is fantastic. It's definitely in the top films of all time. You know why? It's made by uh, Phil Lloyd and Chris Miller. Who done Spider Verse, Lego Movie, oh, Mitchells and really? Machines? So it's got that kind of comedy to it, where that, it's not excellent regular comedy. Your torches on, by the way. I know. I just put it off. Okay, and with the antagonist, who's like the CEO, I was thinking like literally anybody could do this, but I was thinking like Chelsea Peretti, because she, you know, Gina from Brooklyn Nine Nine. What about your favorite actress who was in Avatar Two, Sigourney Weaver? She could as well, and she's so hot. <laughs> That, I Angela that, Bassett. I did have that conversation on here about her being hot, right? Yeah, you did. Okay, cool. I, I, I Meryl Streep. She could. She played the president in Don't Look Up pretty well. Um, but yeah, I just want to say Aubrey who, Plaza as herself. Like literally, Aubrey Plaza could do it as well. Uh, but yeah, so I sent that it, that to the Lonely Island. They didn't look at. It. I sent it to Tenacious D. <laughs> it got sent. They just haven't looked at it. Uh, who else should I send it to? Two questions, Alex. Why? Mm-hmm. And what were you procrastinating doing that for? Um, D&D write-ups. Okay. Um, just just email. It's very good. Honestly, it's very good. It's oh. very well structured. Like, your formatting is very well, too. Thank you. You organize it in different parts. Yeah, yeah. Very cohesive. You thought a lot about it for 15 minutes. So it was <laughs> right. just a stream of thought. But it was very organized stream of thought. Mm. That's how I write. Like, genuinely. No, no, it was very good. Um Brendan got back to me. He thought at the end of the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 movie, it should have been Electric Field by MGMT. I agree, yes. Oh. Ooh, gosh. Ooh, bow, bow. Rock me like an electric... No, 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 no. no. I, I, don't, mean, I, I, don't think, I don't think it would, because Dog Days are over. I think it's just about a general feeling of happiness that you've overcome an obstacle. Electric Field is just about happiness from getting a girl or something like that. Like, ooh, girl. Ooh. Girl. So I don't bum, think bum. I understand the song, but like the thematic matter wouldn't really. I guess then they should have made Groot dance with the crowd. Oh, don't stop me now by Queen. Don't. No, it had to be two thousands though. Okay, two thousands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll think of something. But like, Electric Field was on the right line. Yeah. Um. So not a uh, pumped up kicks. <laughs> 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 Okay, um, yeah. Who else, who else should I send this information to? Just everyone possible. It's a good script. I just don't know. Okay, 
Um, I'm going to look up um, So pop star Watch this in three years A movie comes out And I get to sue them <laughs> um, I'm going to see who the Production company was Okay so the directors were Akiva Okay and I can send it to them it's Individually to Everyone in the cast Yeah uh, Improve your reach <laughs> I'll just go everywhere Uh See production box off. Oh, that's IMDb. I don't want to go to like IMDb Pro. What do I look like? Um, okay, I'm gonna send it to Yorma Takone and Akiva Shifa. And who does the the soundtrack of the movie? The score of this? Yeah, I don't know because a lot of the music. James Horner. A lot of the music is. Diegetic. It's, diegetic. It's, it's a documentary about music. Who should it be filmed by? The the people of the office. Um. Oh, is a documentary crew. Okay, I'm sending it now. <laughs> um. My ideas for a sequel. How do you spell sequel? S e q u e l. El, yeah. Well, I'm dumb. I, I did al. Uh, sequel. Stephen Sequel. Please read. Ask me any questions. <laughs> Winky face, smiley face, heart. Um, fire wet emoji. Fire emoji. No, no fire emoji would be good. And smiley. Okay, I'm just doing that because that's what's gonna like appear if he looks at his message requests. Great. Okay, now I'll go to Akiva Schaefer. Akiva Schaefer. Akiva Schaefer. 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 I've been Akiva Schaffer Scaffer Okay 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 uh, Akiva And just send it to Dwayne The Rock Johnson as well <laughs> Yeah He can get anything yeah, like Seven bucks production Will finance this film Schaffer Does he have uh, Instagram Who I don't think he does Akiva Find his email address I could I could Okay, that's either him with one post from 554 weeks ago. Well, this is him. No, it's not. Is that him? uh, No, don't post it as one of his his, um, photos and other people will see it. No, okay, okay. I don't think think that's it. I think Yorma's the only one that has access. Um, I can send it to Sarah Sarah Silverman. I can send it to Seal. Seal was in the movie. Who's that? Seal, the the lead singer, Kiss from a Rose. Oh, I haven't heard of him. There used to be a green tower all by the sea. You became the light on the dark side of me. You don't know that song? You don't know Seal? I don't know Seal. I know Seal Green. Okay. Somewhere beyond the sea. Somewhere. This guy. Oh, I heard of him. I think I've seen him before. Oh, my gosh. Okay, who else can you I know get? Who should be the director? Mahesha Ali. For what? For your your. your why? Why him? Because he's a good actor. Well, oh, the director. I thought you meant like the actual director. No, no, no. no the, now, yeah. I'll get these guys to direct. Um, oh gosh, how can I? Writers. It's only got three writers. It's only got two. Well, it's got two directors. Um, or cast and crew. Let's see. Let's see if I, if I can find anything else that's going to be. 
oh, it doesn't have anything. And I can't find the agents. If I get, if I was to pay for IMDb Pro, I could get in contact with their agents. Is there a free trial? There is. <laughs> uh, start free trial. I never knew there twenty dollars a, a month. I never knew there was a subscription for IMDb. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to do this. It's gonna. I'm gonna forget about it. I'm gonna start paying twenty dollars a month for. Uh, I'll just do it for one month and send it to everyone possible. <laughs> um, is that twenty dollars is the price of your starter, Alex? <laughs> yeah, I. I don't want to invest anything more in this than I have to. Just, and that's just writing it in Samsung notes and sending it across. But I think it would be great just just for one month. We'll get the free trial. Just bulk send it to everyone. You know what we could do? We could get the free trial, and then in one, um, in one uh, show, we can just message a bunch of agents like request for things to see if we get any feedback. But it's not good for audio content. Yeah, no. What I'm saying is, like, we we can go through that, and then next show, if any of them replied, yeah, we'll winter anyway. Yeah, I mean, what what would we ask? What would we ask for? Ask for what? Like, ladies, in what would we? Avatar Productions. Okay, good to know. Um, what would we like send these like you know agents and stuff like that? Hey, here's a pitch for a film. Would we ask? I mean, they they on, they often do like cast hiring we'd have to actually get in t- contact with the productions themselves we'd have to get like Paramount we'd have to speak to like the actual people hey I'm not sure who to send this to but I, I thought you might be relevant yeah but then that's going to steal your idea Apatow Productions I think we'll go with that John Apatow yeah yeah he's got a production company so Freaks and Geeks Super Bad uh, The Bubble Girls Bridesmaids Step Brothers 40 Old Version like like classic comedy movies mm, okay uh Anchorman. How did Anchorman get a 7.1 rating? That's wild. Um, yeah, so I, I, I could, I could do, I could do that. I could message. I can, I could message uh, uh, Apatow Productions. That'd be good. Apatow. Oh, I pre-ordered the new Zelda. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I just paid what I usually would pay, but I can get it guaranteed on the day. So like I I didn't need to pay any ten dollars extra or anything. So um, JB, what my friend was saying is on the, the Nintendo store you can purchase vouchers for games and then use those games, and you use those vouchers to then purchase games. Yeah, and you could save up to like thirty percent. But it's like what like a hundred and twenty I think for two games. Yeah, which means like you're saving money generally because I mean Pokemon was like sixty nine dollars. But Nintendo always sells their game peak price on the store with the. Physicals, you can get discount, you know, price matching and stuff. Yeah, that's fair. So okay. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. That's good. That's I was good. playing the other Zelda today as well. Oh, the Breath of the Wild. Yeah. What's anyone called? Uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Okay. Also, Matt Mercer plays the Ganondorf. Is that his name? In in the new one. Really? Matthew. It's Matthew Mercer, the, the evil bad guy. They make him sound hot. Wait, from where? Critical Role. He does like famous voice actor. He does Critical Role, and he's the he's the he's Ganondorf. That's good. Okay. Do I try to call them? Why not? Because <laughs> I'm bad on the phones. <laughs> I don't know how to call. People. I was just calling a bunch of people, like uh, you know, following up on work and like job applications and stuff. I just yeah. call them. Oh really? Yeah. I like if if it expired or whatever, I just call them anyway. They like seeing initiative. 
Michael, you're a madman. I work on the phones all day. I'm fine with that. When it comes to my own things, I'm not going to call anybody. What do you mean? Like, being on radio has just helped me talk more. That is true. I kind of want to call them in the break because, what, it'd be about 8 o'clock in the morning there? Yes, hi. uh, Miss, Um, maybe, maybe, uh, just try to be, like, friendly. Like, just, like, hey, this is a... you know, this may be random or whatever. No, don't use a cliche. This may be random. Like it's currently eight a.m. in Ontario, Canada. Don't call them now. Why not? I'll call them in an hour. Oh, nine, nine a.m. Okay. I mean, I could call them now. So why is his number there? It's not his number. It's at the the number for Avatar Productions. Oh, hey, I just got a pitch that you'd like to hear. Uh, let me know if you'd like to hear it. <laughs> Because <laughs> I really want to do Imagine if I just got paid no, money for this It'll be th- fantastic. They should just feel the passion in your voice Also um, Everything I just said is copyright to myself <laughs> No no look There's a recording of me giving that idea mm-hmm. So I guess it's been time stamped um, Legally Everything I just said belongs to me Yeah Nobody can use it It's mine I protected it yeah. I've said it here first if you were to use this idea, we have recordings of it and a date. Heck, I'll even call it for you. <gasps> would you? <laughs> oh, I would. If okay. I can get a steak. A steak? You want me to buy you a steak? If it's sold, I get a part of the profit. Oh, okay. As in a steak. Yeah, okay. No worries. You can get. You have 10% of my... Um, actually, no, you can have 5 25? I'm the I, ideas guy. Well, then You're call them yourself, Bubba. <laughs> I ain't no Bubba. Um... God, I hate myself for that. Um, I'm also, I'll also have to double check this number that they've got here. Um, make sure that is correct. Cool. See, they've got, they've got a Los Angeles one and they've got a... It's like, hey, I got a picture of the movie. Uh, I know it probably won't get through, but uh, I, was, I really enjoyed the first one. And uh, here's my idea. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just make it as like, like non-corporate, just like humble as possible. Hey, I'm just a guy. I'm just a fan of your movie. Um, that was my formational guy. moment as a kid. Mm. There's only nine employees. <laughs> yeah. It's like I had my first kiss watching Popstar Never Stop Popping. That, that movie came out had in 2016. How that, old are you? That 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 movie had such an impact on my life that I was determined to write a sequel. It would for also it. help to call it by its true title. Yeah. Not Never Stop Never I haven't, Popping. I haven't watched it. <laughs> never Stop Never Stop. But that movie was it played an important role for me in my life. It's on Netflix. You should watch it. No, I know, but I'm just saying as what you would say to yes, them. Yes, I know, I know. You should watch it. You should watch that and 21 Jump Street. I'm going to watch 21 Jump Street I probably think, today. I think that's going to be I think it's on Netflix now. Yeah. I'll also rewatch it because I I would love to discuss that with you. Um cuz I I have a fun time That'll with that. That'll be good. I just want to email Contact Judd Apatow. <laughs> just no, just go to it as a fan. Start your free trial to contact Judd, uh, Judd Apatow. That seems like a scam. <laughs> it does. Okay. Mm. Don't scam yourself, ladies and gentlemen. See, there's a lot of different numbers that are here, so um, I want to make sure I get the right one. How do you know which is the right one? That's the thing. It's one that probably repeats the most. See that one's like this one's a Canada address, and then everything else is Los Angeles. Well, just call and see what what tone comes. Hi, this is Apatow Productions. I'm Judd Apatow. Please leave a message. It's me, Judd Apatow. Oh, leave a message after the beep. Ring a ding ding. Ring a ding ding. Please leave a message. 
Oh, I've heard some weird voicemails in my time. Like at work, like I'm calling people all the time. I did over 50 calls today, which is wild. Okay. I didn't, didn't know why I did so many. Um, normally you get like 30 to 40. Um, no, and like sometimes the voicemails, like there's one that I hate, which is just like um, after the beep, uh, please leave a 10 second message, which we sent as an audio message. And you only got 10 seconds to get that sucker in. No. They convert, there's just like speech oh, to text. Yeah. So it's like, Hi, my name is... You have to speak fast, but also clear so the speech-to-text work. I'm like, hi, my name is Alex. I'm calling from Gesby. Please call us back on this number. Uh, bye. And it guts out. The worst one's like, hey, hello. hello. Oh, I've been hello. done by that twice. I'm like, hey, my That's name's Alex. That's a pretty short amount of time. It's, no, it's, it's only... Like, it's not because I've, you know, I've thought ahead and not been done other times. It's only twice it's actually occurred to me. Okay. Yeah, this is like, hey, hello. I'm like, hey, my name is Alex. It's like, sorry, I can't get the phone right now. I'm like, you. No, the one that doesn't say sorry is just like, hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Beep. <laughs> Stupid. That was my sister. She did that for ages. Gosh. I wonder how many job opportunities she missed out of. Yeah, of that. that's true. That's the thing. I made, <laughs> um, one of my friends was like, I want to, I need to change my voicemail because it's an old one. So I grabbed the phone off her and I did the entire intro to Avatar Last Airbender. <laughs> What was it? Do it. So, a long time ago, the four nations lived in perfect harmony. Then everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Only the Avatar, master of all four elements, can stop them. When the world needed him most, he vanished. A couple of years passed, and my brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. But although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he can save anyone. I believe Aang. No, can you have save to the pause when he when he when he crashes when he, into the yeah. thing. But I, I believe. believe Aang can save the world. <laughs> Please have a message after the beep. Uh, <laughs> that's actually what I did. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, but she had that for ages. That's a good voicemail to have. Yep. Um, I see. I've got a video of it somewhere. I'll see if I can find it. Um, it it's pretty funny. Um, is there anything you want to discuss before we go into our third break? We could have got a bit of time. Not really, though. But like, should we? We'll talk about like life stuff after the break. I think that's a good idea. And I think we have we'll a talk break about now. our media stuff now. Yeah. If there's any other stuff you'd like to talk about. Oh, um, what, what's Cobra of... Kai? Do you want to talk about Actually, that? Actually, yeah, yeah. I can fit some something. So where are you in Cobra Kai? I'm at the moment on season three, episode nine. Just up to episode ten. So just finished episode nine. So okay. What? Uh, spoilers. Where are you in the plot? Like, what's happening right now? Basically, just a lot of relationship swapping. Yeah, that's that's the thing that's turned me off Cobra Kai. It. You know, everybody keeps flipping penduluming around. So it's just like when when uh, when the main character girl gets together with Miguel, it yeah. automatically means the other two, the spares, get paired together. Yeah, yeah. It does feel very like you know nineteen nineties teen drama kind of thing. And then like then he gets together with Miguel's mom, and then yeah. the woman from the boys just comes on as well, and he gets together with her at the end of the night as well. From the boys? Uh the 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 Stillwell. She was in the original Karate Kid. The, the oh, mummy. Yes, yeah. yes. Yes. The mum with the kid. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. So are you team mum, uh, team Miguel's mum, or are you team the I'm, other one? I'm team Miguel's mum. I'm team day. Miguel's mum any day. Yeah, she's hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah at least we agree on something. <laughs> <laughs> we may not agree on guardians, but we <laughs> agree on women. <laughs> I'm glad we haven't said, we haven't made an Elizabeth Olsen reference today. Have no, you I'm seen glad. that new movie that she's got? Oh, the Love is Blind or something? Yeah. Where she, was it a movie or a series? I think it's a movie. Okay. Where she's like convincing a guy to cheat on... Like she falls in love with a guy and convinces him to cheat on um, his wife. Wow. And like he's like a regular old fuddy-duddy and she's like 
Elizabeth Olsen, and yet she's the one who's like simping. I'm trying really hard not to say anything. Say it, Michael. <laughs> when has it stopped you before? I'm not going to. I'll tell you during the break. Okay, okay. Yeah, but like, um, but yeah, she's the one who's doing the simping. Yep. And uh, he's just a guy. And okay. everyone's like, man. If I was him, I would have folded. Like that's what that's all the stuff that it's like in the comments. It, it's like a coming up on TikTok a lot. It's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, um, I kind of I kind of fell off the Cobra Kai bandwagon because okay. it feels like stories just kept repeating themselves, and I just lost interest in the characters. A lot of people are like, uh, you know, I enjoy the and series. Get, it's the the uh, bad acting. I understand it has bad acting and yeah. very contrived like circumstances. Like, oh, they meet at the hardware store. They have dinner together. And the Miyagi-Do, they always wear blue and the other guys, they always wear red. Yeah. And like, it's like, you know, if, if um, Johnny and um, what's, what's the other guy's name? Uh, LaRusso. Yeah. If Johnny and LaRusso just sat down and had a chat, they did multiple times, but then the next episode it just gets. That's the thing. It's just stupid. It's stupid. Like it's forced um, antagonism, and I don't like that. Uh, I hate that. It just doesn't make any sense. Season logically. one was good though. The, the other thing is, people get really good at karate really quickly. They do, um, and that doesn't seem. It's just a stupid show about karate, but I just like watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like you know you're meant to hate that um that annoying nerdy guy. He's like always complaining about Dimitri. Yeah, oh, he but gets I, he gets wonderful like like later on. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. It's just it's, it's just the characters are like layered. Like even the whole military general came back. They d- introduced the backstory. That bully girl. They introduce her backstory. How like she's struggling to having two jobs and gets these you know uh, coercions by like the 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 electrician stuff. Mm. And her mom is like sick. They just like all at once. It's like, oh yeah, you know this bully. This is how their life is outside of things. Yeah, which I think is also like. Um, and then the army PTSD and all that, and, he's, and he got his friend killed. Yeah, yeah. They just all at once just introduce the whole backstory to everyone. And I like that um, that Japanese episode where the, when when he when they go to Japan, and then he sees the, that his mortal enemy or something there, and they're just oh, super friendly towards each other. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, look. Let, let, let's go on a break now. Let's go on a break. Uh. And when we come back, we can. Um. What was it that we we're going to discuss? Oh yeah. No. Wait. No. We had a plan. What were we going to discuss? Michael, I've lost the plan. What were we going to discuss when we come back? Oh, we're just talking about life. Oh yeah. That's right. Us. How cute. Uh. We'll Not that movie by Jordan Peele. Probably that as well. Nope. Oh, I watched Nope as well. Did we did we talk about that? Uh, we talked a bit about Nope. I don't think we fully talked about it. Okay. Cool. 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 All right. This is a song, and we're gonna play it for you now. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL Radio. Michael, you have a big decision coming up soon. I do actually. Mm. I'm trying to think what to do with my life, Alex. Wow. Um, yeah. And the- I was gonna make a. I was gonna make. Okay, I'll, I'll like the joke has fallen flat. But I'll let you know what I was gonna do. I was gonna pretend that you were making a very simple decision, like what 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 topping you want on your toast. But then I didn't, and I'm explaining the joke, which makes it ten times funnier. Michael, what's the actual decision that you're gonna be looking at? It's interesting. Topping on your toast is that yeah. what you can? That's what you say, like an ice cream, like a topping. Like a on topping. Your toast. Yeah. yeah. Like Never a, heard that expression. Used I mean, I feel like a spread toast. limits. You know, you could have you can have scrambled eggs on your toast, that ain't it spread. You, call, you consider that a spread? 
No, it said that isn't a spread, which is why I say toppings. Topping, it's like a pizza. Yeah, baby. You, you can put pizza toppings on your toast. Make it t- pizza toast pizza. Yeah, okay. Michael, so what... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what? Look, you, you, we're talking off air in regards to like you know some things that are coming up. So you kind of at a point, I guess, in your study where you you got some decisions to make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have a experience with education and disability. Um. So I was considering like a career, you know, working with people, which I really like, mm-hmm. working with like with youth and stuff, but in a more like clinical type of way. Okay. So I was considering maybe like three potential master's degrees. So one's like counselling, because I enjoy, you know, the psychology and just chatting to people, I guess. Um, like, and just figuring out how to help people on a mental level, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to be qualified at that, <laughs> too. Yeah. Instead of just saying stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, second one would be musical therapy. And that's a fairly new industry. But a lot of people recommended me to try it. I think mm. there's only about 12 or so in Western Australia. Okay. So um, it's basically, I don't know, it just seems a little bit trivial. But like, you know, using music to help, you know, like help uh, people with autism or people with learning difficulties or mm. emotional difficulties or conditions to help, like, uh, help them get back on track. Yeah, especially yeah. with the younger children, I think. Um, yeah, you'd work at all range of people, and then OT. So I feel like because as a support worker, I feel like OT is like a support worker plus plus kind of thing. Yeah, it's a bit more intensive, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. it depends on what type of bracket you're dealing with, really. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I had to take my clients to a few OT appointments, and. Um, yeah, they they were varying. I think some of them were like just with general career advice, and some of them were just like with developing motor skills mm. and uh, help to stop like fidgeting or like control um, ticks. Yeah, kind of, but like just helping uh, helping a release of energy gotcha. in a okay. safe space, like stimming. Kind of. So like there was like a, like a cushions and like a crash yes. mats and all that for to help calming down and. You know, to help uh, children, I guess, with the anxiety or, like, with hyperactivity and mm. ADHD just to relax and just to modulate their behavior, help them develop more concentration so, skills. And Yeah, so instead of, like, looking at, like, medication to help stuff, it's more using practices to self-regulate. Exactly, exactly, no, like that. So, yeah, I'm just trying to uh, think of what to do. Um, I'll thinking of maybe getting doing a lot more research onto these things mm. in my own time I've um, potentially over, over the week I'll be emailing potential companies out of the blue just see if I can have any advice gotcha. on the yeah. career um, maybe even intern I don't think it'll be feasible for like counselling I don't think I'd be able to sit in while people having private confidential counselling sessions but uh just for advice, how's the field, how's the job market going in each of these roles? Especially mm. with musical therapy, which is a fairly new industry. It's There's fresh. not very many people. And and since they only offer this degree in the University of Melbourne, oh, so yeah. I'd either have to do it online or go to Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. And um, and since it's very new, I'd like to, you know, it, it can seem as a little bit risky 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. OT might be definitely the more safer route. We don't know what that's going to be in 10 years. Exactly. I mean, I, I know musical therapy's been around for a while. Mm. It's just, I don't think it's what people look at when. But, like, you know, you and I, maybe we don't need to be. We just can listen to a playlist of songs that remind us, just calm us down. Or we can listen to the verdict. Or we can listen to the verdict, you know, if you don't want a high stress environment. <laughs> or just, you know, even just relax. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to be too opinionated, you just want to just listen to something just yeah. for the sake of it. Um, yeah, just, I don't know, like. Uh, we can self-regulate, you know. We, you know, we, we, mm, maybe if we're stressing up, or yeah. I mean, my, myself, I struggled with that a lot, which is why I took medication, which wasn't prescribed to me, was That's to help fair. me regulate. Um, but yeah, no, no. But I, you I understand to- when, like, you know, I just need time just to listen to music, just to just listen to songs, maybe familiar songs to calm me down. That's why I like driving a lot. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like you know, the the the, the audio, the, something with the frequency and the waves. Not necessarily the song, maybe that just calms you down. Maybe can enable you to think. Can mm. I don't know. I don't know the effects. I'm, I haven't studied any of these degrees, but um, I've just been looking up some stuff. And yeah, I think it's it's good to be safe or like before investing financially and time into a degree, a master's degree. Yeah, I, I think I think the thing to look at is obviously if you're doing a master's, this is where you may end up because you've done education, so you've got that as a avenue for yourself. Mm. And then it's like, how different do you want to be? What kind of options do you want to give yourself? Um, obviously, going so it was occupational therapy, uh, musical, musical therapy, therapy, and, and counseling. Counseling. See, counseling could coincide very well with an education degree. Because you could take up a role, school counselor, yeah, counselor, um, and you could work closely with schools and stuff like that. Um, so there could be like a fair bit of overlap there. If you really wanted to like broaden yourself, you could look at the occupational therapy. If you really wanted to, to broaden yourself, you could look at the music musical therapy. Because mm, ideally, I like to start my own practice. That yeah, that's what I'm, yeah yeah yeah. I um, just have my own room and just like you know something like this, like just chatting. If you were doing musical therapy, you would probably not be dealing with much competition. That's you won't, true. You won't be dealing... Well, as it stands right now, I don't think musical therapy is like a saturated market. You've got thousands of therapists. You've got uh, thousands of occupational therapy. You've got like clinics and stuff like that. With musical therapy, I think there'll be a lot of freedom for yourself. But I feel it's very niche. And it is. And maybe it is. it's like a kind of a... Maybe a last resort type of therapy thing. So, you know, you can generally go to an OT or like a physio or something. That's more... General, I guess uh, maybe you'd find more work, but like the a music therapist I've you talked could to, pioneer. That's true, <laughs> but like you know, I- yeah. I mean, ideally, I'd you know, especially with this teaching degree, and I'm not gonna probably use it. Um, I'd like something that I will use, I guess, yeah, for a definite period of time, and then yeah, you know what I mean, like uh, yeah. just something safe. So I want to try to like you know, look before I leave leap type of thing and and see what else you can study that doesn't necessarily have to be a degree if you get like a cert um a certificate in one of these areas that's exactly yeah. so say say you pursue occupational therapy and there might be a certain musical therapy or a musical uh, certificate that you might be able to get where you can actually get that and sort of possibly combine these two practices and that way you're not having to dive into a three-year four-year degree um or a master's in anything it's two years masters is usually two, uh, two yeah. years yeah um so it, it could save you that time and also give you that diversity as well that's true i know i need to do research and find industry recognized qualifications Exa- yeah that's the thing my yeah. sister's been telling me you know you have 
personal skills, you should consider being a real estater. Sure. <laughs> and um, I was like looking it up online. Uh, it costs three hundred ninety-four dollars to get your license and the study package. You have about twelve units to do. Usually, usual time can be three or four weeks, and you have twelve months to complete them. Okay. And that's how you can become an entry level real estater. But I feel it just feels empty. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's fulfilling. I don't know. Like it's like a sales job. At the end, you got to do whatever you need to get the sale. And yeah, you might in, you might compromise on your own morality or that's, your own. That's a thing. Thing. At least it. you know, with like occupational therapy, counseling, even music therapy, it's something that you are passionate about. You enjoy doing. It's linked to your values and your beliefs. So you're not sacrificing anything to uphold that and work in those positions. Of course. So you know, yes, I had a few interviews as well. Like with, uh, I just sent out a bunch of applications. Oh yeah. Um, so I had an interview yesterday, actually, which went really well. Um, uh, it's just like with a company who's like wanting to help students, right, between the age bracket of 17 to 29 to help them develop vocational skills yeah. and who, who are under the NDIS. Because, uh, you know, they, they did so high up to 29 because maybe mentally some people at 29 are like 21. Yeah. yeah. Or like even younger. So... Um, and it, it helps develop, like, so basically it would be like going to someone's house, helping them develop a resume or help them develop skills that could lead to finding employment. Yeah, because um, I'm not sure if I spoke about this last week, but when I spoke to somebody at work, they called through and they were talking about how they haven't been in the workforce. Mm. They they were 29 years old. They hadn't been in the workforce because they have a disability. They have autism. Um and they were unable to find an employer who was willing to accommodate them. And they've been in and out of hospital and it's been very hard. And so they are now trying to get a job. They've got less than, they had a very um, small amount in their super comparatively to where I'm at even, where most people are on average and they were 29. And so they were like, I don't know, like we, we kind of had a bit of a, uh, no, no, it wasn't like a cry, but we had like a bit of a of a release with each other. Where I can let you know later, like a company they can refer to. Yeah, I mean, I referred them here as because, like, okay. just offhandedly, because I was just talking about you know what what exists out there. Um, but you know, they um, like if I had the resource, I would have given it to them. Of course, yeah. Um, but you know, like we had this moment where we're like, yeah, no, like this understanding of it's really difficult to be not physically able or not mentally able and to survive and they were like you know i'm trying my best i'm trying this is why you know i've been i've been doing what i can and i was giving them some some general advice i can do general advice in regards to how they can like boost their superannuation what what thing what steps they can take and stuff like that and it's a really good conversation but at the end of it i'm like i felt happy for what we spoke about but i felt really sad because they're always going to be at a handicap when it comes to yeah. retirement, when it comes to working and stuff like that, and it's kind of it's kind of rough. It is. No, that's why it's especially important for um, because the the interview like the interview scheduled to be for like twenty minutes, but we just ended up talking for an hour. Yeah, and she was just telling me literally all the financials of the company and how much they're making and how much they progressed and yeah, like it was fascinating. But the only problem was um, she's like, because I'll be going on a um, holiday soon. Yeah. And she's like, you know, we need consistency. But when you get back, please, please, please call us. <laughs> That's, good. That's good. And um, you fit the nature for the job. And it's just that we need the consistency with our clients and they're used to consistency. Yeah. 
And that's fair enough, valid point. And uh, I, you know, I chatted about advice, you know, like I'm considering doing like master's degrees and stuff. I don't know. It was just very cool. Like I've just found out, like, especially like chatting every week or develop my communication skills that I look forward to going to interviews. Yeah. Fully experience wise, regardless. And had another meeting today with my own company and I just told them about like, you know, like what I've, what I want to achieve and where I want to progress and stuff. And that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, what I expect to, because like, yeah, with progression and stuff, I just told him all of that, and yeah, just it, it was good just talking about it, and um, and it's just now before I used to be like paranoid of interviews, but now you know I just bought like dress shirts. I feel more comfortable in myself just wearing like a formal shirt, mm. proper pants and shoes, and going to an interview and just feeling like you belong at an interview, yeah, instead of like being underdressed before you know what i mean like yeah no i do being presentable like you know i I know i'm presentable yeah if i didn't get it or not you know i can i'll try my best yeah no no that that's really good to hear and Mm. it's good that you're you know evaluating these points of your future you're you're gaining this confidence because like obviously i've seen you on the show from day one to today there's been big changes yeah yeah and like i'm sure if you you listen back to some like the earlier episodes or if you if you if if you have like the archive of like your first show you you will see massive differences yeah that's cool like i mean like a familiarity breeds confidence yeah yeah Yeah. no because like i i I do admire you when like you know you're doing something that you're passionate about that is meaningful to you like that conversation we had with justice last week Mm. in regards to that that pyramid like it feels like you're a lot closer or you've come. I don't know if, you, if you've completed that pyramid or if you're, no. but I feel like you're a lot closer than a lot of people in our age group are. That, that, that's nice to hear. Like, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to just try to explore all options. Cause the school got back to me, to the, the teacher's registration board. They yeah. told me, they asked like, you know, can you send more evidence or something? Cause it's a high school position. Can yeah. you send more evidence? And like, you know, I probably will, but like, I don't, maybe deep down, I always wanted to do teaching just for the paycheck and relief teaching. I mm. had no desire to progress further and that, like, I just wanted to do it because it'd make money. Yeah, yeah. And that's good, but, like, for temporary. And, mm-hmm. like, with this whole counseling and stuff, you get to deal with one or two people at instead of, like, 30 and you can just really break down and focus on them instead mm. of meeting time frames and, which I feel would be more healthy for myself. It yeah. still would be a lot of work, but I feel it would be a little bit better, I'd say. Yeah. I, I, I think the workload mentally would mm. be a lot more, but if it's something that you're passionate about, it's going to mitigate that massively. That's why I like, I like coming for radio. It's just We just we just chat. <laughs> yeah. It's and, good. like, it's just so weird that I never consider, like, people are like, oh, maybe you should consider doing radio in the future. I, I didn't even consider this, like, mm. as a career path. I, I would love to do it as a career path, but, like... It, it's very niche. Which it is, is very niche. Like if if we if IPO goes somewhere, sure, why not? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just it, it's a good thing to have. Like I don't see it as like a job. It's just like a hobby. Hobby. Yeah. yeah. It's something that's giving me an outlet where, um, you know, I get to sort of turn on like a, a mental tap. You know, um, I get to discuss things that I'm a passionate that I'm passionate about and like have good conversations like with the guests that we bring on stuff like that you get to learn stuff i get to meet new people and like you know this has provided me like a lot of confidence especially with like talking to new people and stuff with you know at one point like every single week we had someone new on the show yeah i had to you know get familiar and like like learn to talk to different people and like 
uh, like that, that's been a big thing for me as well. And I think it's, it, it did help when I changed jobs to where I am now. Yeah, um, that's good. Because that was like a whole new environment. Because we've had no that. pretty much bad reviews from any guests that we have on. I don't think so. I think so. Everyone like ev- everyone, like you know, they like being on the show. They felt at ease, and mm. we're good at like you know just being not genuine, but like we are. We yeah. we, we act genuine. We, like I mean, we don't we act, act genuine. genuine. We just are. We, we just are. <laughs> we just like you know we're nerds. We just, this is how we talk off. This air. is how we talk off. Hey, yeah. yeah. And even during between air, we we talk about a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm like save it for the show. No, because like yeah, I, I think that that's that's what's good. Um, it doesn't feel produced. I think the show, which mm. which you know, you can tell from like a lot of different other you know, if you listen to like radio interviews and stuff like that, you can kind of feel it almost feels scripted, right? Yeah. Um, like obviously that comes with its benefits. It's probably easy to follow as a listener or a viewer. Uh, but you know, I, th- I think I think. When it comes down to it, we're doing the show for ourselves. We're not yep. doing it for people who are listening, which sounds like really... Like, I think, honestly, for me, like, when we post an episode, I'd probably fully listen to it, maybe 20 or 30 episodes past it. Like, just fully, just because I want to know how my perspective was at that time. Gotcha. Because I'm currently in the same mental state when I record the episode, so I'm, like, the same. But then, like, I, I'd go back and say I'd re-listen to episode two which we've done yeah or episode three and see how different we were then gotcha like gotcha. I don't know if that makes sense I'd listen yeah, to like does. a lot of the half or something but you know I, I can still understand how I was thinking then but like you know like how you were saying like my first show I was like so a little bit nervous and stuff about it mm. and then how did it project did I project an air of nervousness when I was talking or yeah something like that like even though our first recording wasn't my first show no we were about like that 20 shows 20, in? 20 shows yeah. in I still have a maybe just a screen when we used to screen record it yeah 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 I have have that back and, in the day <laughs> but yeah no it's fascinating like a lot of people I asked to bring on you know they're a bit daunted with the three hours but it just flies by oh 100% and and that's the thing like yeah the guests are like oh yeah so we've we got like an hour left like what <laughs> exactly like because we're just we just talk like there's no expectations of the show Mm. As you know, generally try to use not uh, profanity to a minimum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously we slipped up every now and again, but that's fine. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, we have access to a computer if we if we need be. I like how we have like a, a, a backup. Like if we if things go wrong, whatever we have a topic generator, we can have access yep, to. Yep. I like um, to pull back the curtain when I hop on this system here. I open up. Uh, three tabs one's my email one's this topic generator and one is this one ready to go with searches and stuff exactly and like people tell me like oh it's, it's been a blast being on the show really mm. really keen to come back and chat more yeah <laughs> like, exactly and then I, and the funny thing is we don't know what we're going to chat more about we'll find out on the day <laughs> yeah. like I, I think that's the other good thing is when we plan too far ahead we can get bogged down with the specifics yeah I mean obviously it makes it easier for people to listen when we do plan uh, but it makes it harder to do the show sometimes I think because we, we have to fill like a, a three hour time slot mm. no matter what we're talking about we usually start at 6.30 nowadays Just I mean we're, we're both far away now yeah yeah I mean yeah like next week I'm on 9.30 so I'm going to be here at 6.30 okay that's, um, fair. that's fair so yeah no like um, yeah we start to fill that time and obviously Sometimes it can be filled with nonsense. Other times it can be filled with like. But like even like the shows which you're not here, I generally like starting at six thirty. Gives like I come at six o'clock. Just gives me like time to mentally prepare. Say if I have a guest on, yeah. Get used to the system. 
get familiar with what songs I want to play. Yeah, and yeah. and just generally start at six thirty, mm. which is good. Yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with with what we do. Um, we should definitely get more of the audience involved. I think. I think so too. Yeah. Like 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 have a good aspect from from them, but. It's the thing, yeah. No, with the whole question of the week, I just don't want to make it forced. Like that's why, like, I, only yeah, no, when no, I, I really was, want a question, I was literally eating a spring roll, and I thought of that. Yeah, so. those are the best <laughs> things. Like, if, if you generally want to ask a question, I just don't want to ask a question for the sake of asking yeah, a question. Yeah, I and I understand that we, you know, question of the week is engagement and stuff, but I don't want to just like ask like a stupid question. I want a question which I meaningfully want a result from. Mm. You know, like with the whole stupid Maxi Bond and drumstick one. That was a good question. <laughs> that was, that was. I like that a lot. And, um, you know, if I think of a question, I'll just post it. Or, you know, yeah. we'll discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is this a good question? Yeah, change that word. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty <laughs> that's much it. That's pretty much it. And that's uh, no, good. Mm. 50, 52 episodes. 40, oh, 52 episodes. That's, uh, are we yeah. 53? No, 52, yeah. Uh, are we? Let's have a look. Yeah, we're fifty-two, I believe, because last one was fifty-one. Before was the fiftieth. Correct, correct. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Also, the Google Doc that we have for our show descriptions and titles is so big. When I open it on my phone, it won't work, <laughs> which is why I can't do you do it under my phone. Uh, yeah, fifty-two, fifty-two today. Yeah, we've done Not a bad. year's worth of content. Pretty much, and uh, I just can't wait till we um on our on our on our playlist when we reached a hundred hours. Mm-hmm. That another achievement. We've definitely done a hundred hours. Oh, we definitely have. Well, once uh, these two ones are posted, ninety-nine point. Oh wow! Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, so, we're almost there. We're almost there. Yeah, just like a little tally. A hundred hours of content. That is wild. It is wild. Hey, it, it's, that's insane. That's what I mean. Like it's just good having that. Um, you know, like every inch we do every week, mm. and it just all adds up and adds up and adds and then up. When you and when you look back, tally. You've, you've made a lot of movement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like. We just talk. <laughs> it's like hundred hours of just talking. Like yeah. we can be perfectly re- replicated with AI now because our voices. Should we do an so AI episode? <laughs> we'd have to write an entire episode. We'd have to write. Well, you can do it if you want, and I'll, take, I'll endorse it. It'll take me about three weeks. Yeah, because I'd have to write uh, two and a half hours worth of content. Type in like on the AI generator generator pitch for um, pop star never stop popping. <laughs> no, the my sequel. pitch is the only one that's worth anything. Yeah. Uh, oh, we didn't call them. That's fine. Yeah, you call them after. I might find an email. An email's easier. I reckon calling is good because they understand your voice. They they, they yeah, can get I a sound, sense of your emotion. I sound dumb. You, sound, you have a radio show. <laughs> yeah, and I sound dumb, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Perception is not always reality. That is true. That is true. Perception is never reality. Mm. What we see is not truly what's there. That's true. Like, I think you have short hair. Yeah, yeah. And I think you've got luscious locks exactly. that go down to your knees. There we go. Mm, it's there weird. We go. It's weird. Yeah. Turns out we're both looking in the mirror. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we both can't tell each other apart. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Perception's wild, man. Yeah. But, like, uh, in yourself, like, where do you see yourself in your future? I mean, not getting too deep or anything. I mean, it, it, that's hard. considering on doing a master's or a study or, like, you know, you can have your time working now, progress in the company. Then that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to figure out now. Okay. Um, which is why I'm kind of like jealous of you and like people in my life that I feel like are in these positions. Just don't be jealous. I just send a boatload of applications. I no, just, but I mean, uh, you've got this like corner that you've kind of 
you understand you want to be in. It was drilled into me. My dad, like, literally, was unemployed. My dad's like, you know, you got to apply for like ten jobs a day. You know, just no, motivate yourself so you're in help. Well, no, no, I'm talking about um, like support work and stuff. Oh, like okay, that. you found this this area which you are thriving in. Okay, which you are like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I like where this is going. With myself, what I want to do and what what I said I was going to do when I started this job. However, things got in the way. If I wasn't in doing the radio show, if I wasn't doing D and D, this is what I'd probably be, be doing. I'll be working at the job, leaving as soon as I I meant to, getting there when I need to, and doing not the bare minimum, but enough to get by. Mm. Which I'm right now. I'm overselling myself, like I'm overdoing. Sorry, at, at, at the job, um, but I'll be doing the bare minimum, and then I'll be studying on the side for things that I'm truly passionate about, which would be creative writing, okay, um, and trying to make something whilst working. So I'll be writing, trying to make a book. Because you're obviously like you're talented in writing these scripts and stuff, and. Mm. You're good at it. You mean utilize it like in a in a form, like make it official. That's the thing. And but you don't need to make it official through a degree. You can always do other means. Yeah, I mean, look, I, you can be you can be an an uh, an uncertified writer. Like I mean, that's what I mean. Like contacting organizations, just straight up sending your pitches. Like, yeah, it's just what, what I found out. Does this world values uh, money? And by that, I mean if they if you've paid for a degree. That's going to get you a lot further than if you haven't. That's talent true. doesn't get very far. The thing is, I'm not as talented as a lot of people out there. Like, my writing's okay. I can write. I can do stuff. I'm creative. Um, but there's um, many people who are better than me and more well-equipped. But remember, there's always luck that plays a That is skill. true. Like, you see, like, some musical famous people that how do they even become famous? And so it's like just like a random connection. Yeah. Yeah. And or that they just met the right person at the right time. And that's why you got to... Um, Expand these opportunities by trying every possible avenue. Yeah, kind of yeah. type of thing. Like, no, no, one hundred percent. And because, like, because I'm doing D and D, because I'm doing this show, a lot of my energy that's for creative stuff gets taken up by this. I'm not complaining. I, I love doing this. I love doing D and D. But when I want to write, I don't. Um, and I think creating stuff is what I'm passionate you about. You wrote that in fifteen minutes. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean. That's. I mean, I wrote. Did I tell you I wrote fifty thousand words of a novel I was starting? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I think you had a word document of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fifty thousand words. Uh, then I scrapped it. <laughs> uh, which I mean, you could always like um, not go into film or something. That's the thing. I, there's a. I've got lots of ideas that go around my head. Um, you got to share it with the world. Yeah, but the thing is, so does everybody wants to do this. It's, 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 I, I post music. I don't care if people watch. I just. I just wanted to record that song, so I'll just record it and then never think about it again. It's just a release. I just That's post true. it on whatever. I I have posted a couple of stories on like AO3. Mm. I've got one which is based on Scott Ogre Pleasant, the book. I just did like a fun little interaction because I wanted to see how that played out. I've got one which is just like a, a single scene of Jessica Jones and Matt Murdock talking in a diner just because I'm like, I wanted to play it like feel how I would write these characters. And I've got an ongoing one, which is like a Batman story. Okay. Um, based off the Rebirth comics, where the Bat family is massive. Would so you send them to, like, people? Um, maybe. I'm not too sure. Um, I've... I think I've shown somebody the writing. Um, but I did this when I was in school still. So I'm just... Yeah, my, my, my writing's changed a lot since then. Because what I found recently, like, I just took, like, I think two days off in a week at the moment because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Mm. And those two days, I just, like, researched jobs and stuff which I wanted to do and applied and applied and called and called. 
and like just figure out for myself career-wise like because otherwise you're in stuck five days and just doing the same thing you don't have time to think for yourself you're just stuck mm. in a cycle and then oh a year's passed yeah you know? yeah no that, that that's that's what i'm worried about like i would recommend i mean like obviously bills and stuff i'm fortunate enough to have that net but if you can afford it take a day off and you just focus on working on your own life I, I unfortunately with with my current working that's arrangements I mean. it doesn't yeah, work yeah um that's yeah. what i'm saying if you're fortunate enough to or if you can have time to i would recommend it yeah i mean like i'll show you so um for D, uh one of my players like the the, th- the thing that i know like i used to go through imposter syndrome quite a bit I'm yeah like, am i am i that's doing true. like am i actually a, a good at writing or am i am i just a hack exactly um but something that made me realize it was um during D, i killed two players i knew they had means to come back so i wasn't worried it wasn't like this was going to be final okay one of the players uh they had a ring which has the soul of their grandfather in there and on the spot i just decided that oh the player's dead the grandfather's now inhabiting his body and then that was just like a, a, an off the whim moment the players loved it it was fantastic and then that's good um, I needed to write up 600 years of backstory for him because the granddad has existed. So I had to, like, that night wow. I literally wrote uh, this um, for him and I need to add more stuff to this. Is there a way to, like, publish it? Like, you start a blog where you can just post all this stuff. I could. And you can just link it to the verdict page or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what I'd put on that, but... Just all this. <laughs> like, all, all my D&D stuff? Yeah, just, like, a collection of notes Yeah, for the world to see. Otherwise, you know, think about it. Your legacy. We have this, this thing. Yeah, actually, you're right. And all your thoughts will just be locked in a Google file, and no one will see it. Yeah, I've got so many documents here. So a lot of this is like D and D. And who cares if, like, even if you think no one would see it, just it's just that peace of mind of having released it. Yeah, I mean, look, everything you're saying makes so much sense. Mm. It's just that like, you know, like I used to be like so self conscious, like. I've started cooking recently. I wanted to try to cook. I cooked like a cob loaf the other day. Oh, yeah, I remember you saying. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was nice because I saw it at a restaurant and I was like, you know, I, I might as well just make it for myself. It's cost $16. I'm not going to pay $16 to buy one. I'll just make one myself. Then I made one for my roommates and then I made one for my family the other day and they, they really liked it. Because I'm not known for cooking. Like, I have like, like oh, I, that mentality that I suck at cooking, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm trying to like prove it wrong. Yeah, yeah, and no, no, no. I'm I'm in that headspace now. Yeah. Something that would really boost your confidence. I made a dal. Oh yeah, four weeks ago. It was fantastic, and it made me feel so good about cooking because dal in my head, like it's not hard, but no, in no, my head, yeah. it's like I'm dealing with lentils. I don't really use lentils and stuff like that, and it worked perfectly. And I made it all up. That's what I think because it reminds you. Like I saw this at the gym the other day, and it was like there's this thing on the wall. It just says you versus you. Okay. It's pretty okay. much so you're not okay. like you know how you like look at other people like why why can I look like that? It's just you versus yourself. And that's the only person you should be competing with. I see. That's yeah, I, that's big. Yeah, it it was such a like a fascinating concept. Mm. Okay. Like you're trying to benefit your future self. Yeah. You think of your future self as maybe another person and you're like, How can I help how can I be a bro to this person? How can I improve that person's life? By eating healthy by you know doing something positive, it's easier, way easier said than done. Oh yeah, yeah. But I think it's a it's a start, I guess. Yeah. Well, look, I'm gonna.
do a little bit of a plug here. So <laughs> if anyone's on, on the archive of our own, which is like a shared story platform, uh, my work is under Sergeant underscore Cool Beans. That's just like my online handle for like okay. all stuff. Um, so as you can see here, it said this, this one's called Rapture. That's the one about Batman, right? Um, currently just under 5,000 words. Okay. Uh, the Dino, it's a very short one, 800 words. And then the Scott Argue Pleasant one is 1,500 words. And so 2017, 2017, that one I updated in 2022. So I did it last year. Um, that was the year after I graduated. Oh, that's okay. how old this is. Um, actually, that's really old. That's six years old. So yeah, my writing has probably changed heaps. Sometimes I like open it and I'm like, oh, I uh, edit. I need to edit this. The, yep. the spelling mistakes and stuff like that. Yep. Um, but yeah, so this is where everything currently resides that I've ever published. Um, I well, should probably add to formally it. edit it and send it. Yeah, I think like that's what like why I show like people like being on the show I guess is because like no matter like what type of job or position financial position you're in we just talk normally mm. you know like if you're like the lowest job we treat it with respect mm. and we just chat about other stuff too exactly it's fantastic say that again say that again <laughs> <laughs> treat everyone equally fantastic and right. respect is earned well look this is the end of the show this is the end of the Michael, show. I've really enjoyed her chatting with you today. I really enjoyed it as well, Alex, yeah. All right, well, look, everyone, please stay safe today. Stay safe for the rest please of the week. Please stay Satan today. <laughs> please stay Satan. No, please stay safe. Um, today. Have a great rest of your week. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.